Welcome back to the stupidest podcast. This is your host, Justin Vandy Venter, and with me is that bearded, that blonde, bald-headed son of a bitch. You know who I'm talking about, the other host of this podcast. Justin Rodemacher. I'm glad that you went wanna... right to the, the the other host and not co-host. You know, and we, I was going to be mean. I was going to be mean about it. I talked to somebody today about it. I was like, yeah, the running joke is that he's my co-host and he knows he's my co-host. So uh, that's not true. I don't. I don't know that. We we both don't know that because we're both the co-host <laughs> and we're both the host. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How you been, buddy? Not too bad. How have you been? Good. That's good. good. Yeah, I've just been up to the the same old, same old. Just a lot of disc golf. I actually just got done playing today. Um, just a, a nine holer, but I lost to Josh by one. So it is what it is. But right now, I'm holding the the number one tag for the house. We got the Ooh, yeah, nice. We got the tags for around the just on the property, and I got the number one tag. So I'm I'm proud of that. Um, nice. Don't expect to have that very long, but I mean, I'll I'll keep it as got, long as I can. I got money on Shan. Oh, she could take it. <laughs> she could always take it. Yeah, all it takes so, is one one good day. Good round. Yep. And you'd have a bad round. Well, I mean that that happens all the time. So <laughs> ha- happened today. I only got neg one today. I only got one under par. Yeah, it was tough, so. but still fun. But yeah, otherwise, uh, still doing that. Doing uh, still working the casino. I actually worked forty six hours in the last four days. So nice. a lot of, a lot of working, welcome, but welcome to my life. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, obviously comedy, uh, doing a lot of comedy and, uh, I'm sitting here next to somebody that, uh, does comedy with me. So yeah, yeah. We got a, we got a special host. Guest episode. Yeah. It's a guest episode. We have Danny, Danny, uh, Trollo. Is it Trollo or Trollo? Trollo. Trollo. I'm you, sorry. Trollo. Uh, Trollo. 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 I like that. I always, because it's spelled with a T-H, right? It is. Yeah. It that, is. I always, I always mix it up. Uh, I always hear people say uh, Trollo, but I, uh, I feel like I hear Trollo sometimes. I don't hear it anymore. I don't okay. Hear, I mean, it's it's so used to it that it's just my name. Okay. That way. I respond to anything. Okay. But it is pronounced like Tyson. Okay. Or I don't know what else would be. Yeah. With with, the, with a T. Thompson. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. But yeah, we have Danny here. Uh, I've been doing comedy with her. Actually, I uh, worked the door for the first time at yeah. uh, at Dublin's, which was a lot of fun. I did that last weekend, and uh, you were talking about that. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. Like I don't, you know what? I I go stand next to Patrick or whoever's working the door, um, and because it is interesting to talk to the people when they come in. Yeah. How did you find us? How many times have you been to comedy? Where are you from? It's interesting. Yeah, it's, they it's, come from all over. Yeah, you you get to like learn from. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Like, you just ask one person and you're like, okay, you're probably from Duluth. You kind of look like you might be from Duluth. And then all of a sudden you're like from another state and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's my first time here. Yeah. Then yeah. I go, oh, good that I can tell my old jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great to know. <laughs> that is the good part. You get to find out what kind of material you can still pull yes, out. Yes. Yes. But yeah, it was fun. And then I got a chance to like learn because I'll be hosting here coming up. So I'm mm-hmm. really getting excited about that. And I just got a, a chance to learn from Danny, like what to do, what not to do, and and how to how to set up the mic, how to how to do the room uh, properly, and that was, was a very good learning experience. Hosting is a little different. Yeah, for sure. But uh, but you still get to tell jokes. Yeah, that's so that's fun. That's yeah. a very good positive. That's a <laughs> that's a plus. And you get to measure your jokes in front of a full room of people who've paid 
20 bucks a person to sit there and listen to jokes so you get an honest response yeah, yeah. well yeah i mean if mm-hmm. if they're paying for it like mm-hmm. i mean we still get a, a really great crowd when it's a free show when it's uh-huh. like the thursday nights like uh-huh. i still love those shows uh-huh. um but yeah in front of a paid crowd like they are there for comedy um and, and they're a little more dedicated to it because of the money because they're yeah they've made a commitment yeah and you get to do two shows, and I've learned that the early show crowd is often different than the late show. Well, that always is different. Yeah. The early show crowd is usually older. They usually have more energy, which yeah. is surprising. And the late show co- crowd is more chaotic and mercurial. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on your Ryan list. Mercurial. <laughs> mercurial. I'm going to have to re-listen and write that down because that, that is a good word. I, I need to look up the definition first, I think. <laughs> uh, sort of chaotic, sort of unpredictable, yeah. but yet with an edge to it. Okay. I really like that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I like... I think, you know, Mercury moves around the sun the quickest, so it's, oh, it's mood changes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So the mood can change quickly. Hmm. I'm going to have to use that word for sure. And it's hot. <laughs> and it's hot. Merc- Mercury is hot. <laughs> so the crowd can be a little hot. <laughs> and but, younger. Yeah. And drunker. And higher. Yeah. Oh. Do, you, do you have like a preference to doing early shows compared to late shows? Well, I had one of my... You know what? We, should, I, we, I, we, can, we can get into yeah, that. We're going to be yeah. talking comedy okay. all night. We're going to talk about comedy all night. I can talk night. comedy all night. That's yeah. for sure. We got, we got a lot of questions coming up. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Just a lot of disc golf, work, comedy. Um, basically like like normal. Hey, how's it going since uh, they let your old boss go? I mean, it's it's been going. Um, it's tough. That was kind of rough for you. Yeah, it is rough. Um, I still... There's a lot that I would like would have changed about the situation, but I mean, I need to maintain my employment, so I'm gonna obviously keep going and and stuff like that. But I think uh, with the the t- people that we have, like we still have good people that are are able to maintain everything. Um, so I mean, we've been doing doing good for for the circumstances. That's good. So, but yeah, what have you been up to? Um. Work, work, and more work again. Still going, you know. Oh yeah. But, uh, getting, you know, Gracie's full blown in school now, and uh, started going to church again. Okay. Quite a bit. Nice. Dude, she's loving it. She, for some reason, she's like she's all about church right now, which is good. Mm-hmm. How old is she? But uh, seven. So, yeah, she's. You know, when she stays at her mom's or whatever, she's. Her mom's like, "How do you get her out of bed?" I'm like, "She's the one that wakes me up. She's up at 5 a.m. every t- every day here. She's like, she'll sleep till 10 at our place." And I'm like, "What? It doesn't happen here. I wish it would happen here." <laughs> well, it's probably because like what we've talked about in in the past. Like, she's so excited to see you every time she sees you, and so like right. she's probably just. Like when I was a kid, I remember whenever I went over to my grandma's, I would always wake up early because I'm like, I just want to like hang out with my grandma as lo- often as yeah. I can. Like, so I woke up real early and uh, stuff like that. Sorry, I see Josh walking in the background trying to be all quiet. <laughs> we got a fourth. We have a fourth with us tonight. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Josh, do you want to join us? He does. He's, he's shaking his head. Yes. We got to get another mic. Um, no. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just it's. It's the excitement, I think, because like I remember, like when my grandma, especially the days that she would bring me to the Mall of America, oh, I'd be up like at five in the morning for sure. I'd just be like ready to go. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of things. I try to keep it a busy, busy weekend. Yeah. So, um, other than that, uh, bowled a couple tournaments. 
since the last time we talked. Okay, how have you been bowling? Not good. Not good at no. all. What is not good? Not good for him is like still over two hundred. Is I it? Bet. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His is, he's like my average when I because I was just actually mm-hmm. showing Danny I did a little mm-hmm. tour of the house and I showed her that I had the bowling balls and I told her that my highest score is a two seventy nine. And you you were there with me that night. Like I was bowling yep. out of my mind. I was doing really well. Yeah. But you shot like seven fifty? Or was it I thought it was Oh, seven fifty for the yeah, series. for the series, yes. Yeah, but it was seven fifty for the series. Um, but yeah, I had the 279 game in there and I was so excited, but I also kind of bummed cause I wanted the three, but I was secretary yeah, I have... of my junior bowling league. Oh, really? <laughs> That's cool. No, I was like 12 and 13. Yeah. Is that why you were excited when you saw him and you're like, I, yeah, I had a bowling ball. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't have my own shoes. Yeah. I was only 13. Oh, I, yeah, I, I have, uh, oh. I have four 300s and, uh, Five eights. Oh, you get a patch. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's got everything you can, huh. you can get. I have a couple huh. patches, but mine are like two fifty and seven hundred. <laughs> yeah. So mine are lesser. <laughs> Still, that's pretty yeah. good. I've gotten every patch to where they don't give me patches anymore. <laughs> do you, They're like you're you've already got it. <laughs> do they do that? Once you get the patch, like you just can't get any Yeah, anymore? once you got it you can't oh, receive okay. anymore. Otherwise you just keep getting them. That's true. At what point do you get to make money from it? Uh, I mean, some bowlers say never. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it seems like if you're bowling um, 300s, I mean, and just 800s, I mean, that just that's a level that it's harder to get any better. Than yeah. That. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a tough game, and there's a lot of good bowlers. Like there's people mm-hmm. that I know that have like 11, like mm-hmm. or more, like 20 300 mm-hmm. games. Well, I, I I know guys that have 60 300. Oh games. my, hmm. that's insane. Who's the best bowler in the world today? Oh, who's our Ooh. who's our buddy? I uh, Brady Stearns. Brady Stearns. He. Mm-hmm. How many people in the world have got have done what he's done? Fifteen, I think. Fifteen people. Fifteen in, hmm. 15 in history. So, hmm. he, but, uh, so he's he, like in the Earl Anthony category. God. Earl Anthony. Yep. <laughs> now I know you. Now yeah. I know you bowling bowling Earl yeah. Anthony. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, because he uh-huh. is one of fifteen, as I think is what he's saying, fifteen people to ever bowl in nine hundred series. Wow, that yeah. gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I know he bowled <laughs> three three hundreds in a row oh. when it counted. Uh huh. Yeah, and he subbed on my team the night before, and I think he shot five sixty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he loves you. Yeah, so I I could have yeah. beaten him that night. Oh um, man, probably right now I would say it's. Uh, Oh, who's the two-handed bowler? Um, hmm. Oh, uh, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name right now. He's Australian. Yeah. Oh, dang it, I can't think of his name. I just, and that guy it, doesn't make six figures a year from bowling? He yeah, might. He yeah, he might. Yeah, yeah he's, he, def- he's he really definitely good. does. Mm-hmm. Well, plus, I just bowling's, recently... Bowling's weird. Like, if you're in the top ten, you're probably a millionaire. Hmm. It's but kind of like then comedy. After you get outside of that, <laughs> yeah. it drops. It drops tremendously. It's yeah. uh, it's ironic that you like bowling and comedy. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And disc golf is the same way. Like there's like the top players, they mm-hmm. make millions of dollars on mm-hmm. sponsorships and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like they just eclipsed. I think um, Ricky Wysocki, He just eclipsed a hundred thousand dollars on earnings this year for hmm. just just for winning. Hmm. 
but that's the most in history people have made. <laughs> we've 100,000. We've just, just lost every listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the stupidest yeah. podcast where we talk bowling and disc golf. Yep. You know, yep. Yeah. Bowling, disc golf, and comedy. Some yeah. comedy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but. So. Well, that's sweet. That's, yeah. uh, hopefully you're, you're able to, to pick up your stuff, though, and get, get some. Maybe you got to do like a, a, a nine pin tournament or something. Get your confidence up right. right i bowled really good in the one turn like it was it wasn't bad like i, I but every time i missed it was a split like mm. i didn't leave any makeable spares i had plenty of strikes i just did not have enough spares Dang. and it was because it was something horrendous mm. that's too bad so oh sweet do we get want, into this? i was gonna say do we want to get into it Danny, are you ready to get into it? We're gonna, uh, okay. We're going to talk comedy. It's going <laughs> to ready. We got we got lots of questions for you. Have I you hear, ever gotten a seven ten split? I have not picked one up, mm-hmm. but my grandma says if I ever pick it up, she's going to give me fifty bucks and a patch and a patch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <go. laughs> it's the only spare that I haven't picked up. Ah, there. There's a patch for both of you. I, I've I've picked up every combination possible mm. except the seven ten, and I've come close like hmm. twice. I've got buddies that have I've watched them pick it up. And oh, I'm like, that would be magical. Oh, yeah, man, I would... that, that was sweet. It was awesome to watch, mm-hmm. but I was like, <sighs> I think I've seen one, and I'm pretty sure it was at Moonlight Bowling. Because we used the to ball literally have to fall off into the gutter at the last second in order to hit that, or does you or, bounce or it you off bounce the wall? The yeah. yeah, you, you bounce can... the pin off the wall a lot yeah. of the times. Yeah, because I think isn't it true if the ball kicks off the wall? It, it it doesn't. It's a gutter. That is a gutter. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. So if it, if the ball kicks off the wall, it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. But like on the old AMFs, if you roll the ball, to, like you said, Danny, where it just about falls off in the gutter, there the pits on the old AMF machines were shallow, so you could kick the pin off the backboard, and it would come <laughs> back on the deck. So that's that's how a lot of the old timers used to pick it up. Uh, I like your esoteric knowledge of the AMF. (laughs) (laughs) I went to school for mechanic, mechanicking on lanes and stuff like that. And now I don't even do it. (laughs) (laughs) Now you landscape. Oh. Okay. Now do we really want to get into it? Yeah, yeah, now we can get into okay, it. Okay, now we'll get into it. Okay. Um my first question for you, Danny, is what inspired you to get into stand up comedy? Uh, uh, about, well, so first of all, I was sitting at a funeral and I thought of a joke Okay. and I knew that I couldn't tell the joke at the funeral, but it was practically making me crack up while I was sitting there in the pew. And I thought, oh, I'll never get to tell this joke unless I get on stage. I could tell this joke on stage. And I thought I'll never get on stage. And then the minute I had that thought that I'll never get on stage because I would be too scared to get on stage, I realized that I would have to get on stage or the, or the whole thought would haunt me yeah. for the rest of my life. And so I knew that um, – so for like for the next 10 years, I thought about getting on stage and telling that joke. So that was number one. That okay. was the first impetus. And then – and then I, I so then I believe that doing things – that scare you but can't kill you 
is something you should do, which is why I took improv with Frankie. Because <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, it's anything that makes you really uncomfortable. And, the, and I was petrified of the idea of doing stand-up comedy. So that was all the more reason why I had to do it. Yeah. And then number three, um, I had an agenda. I when If you're going to change people's minds, when people have already set their thoughts and they they've you know how 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 our society gets you get focused on one idea and whether it's political or any sort of belief that even if it's not true people will attach themselves to it and if you're going to change somebody's mind who's already made up there's really only two ways you can do it and one way is to be their trusted advisor so if you have given them good advice for decades or you're their best friend or a relative that they love and then you say, you know, this thing you're thinking about, what about this? They might go, well, since you mentioned it, I'll think about it and maybe consider this new way of thinking that you're bringing up. Yeah. So that's one way. But I don't have that kind of time, <laughs> people. <laughs> so the other way is you make them laugh. Because when you make people laugh, it changes the, the, the brain is flooded with chemicals and synapses open and it allows people to engage and to to address novel ideas with less fear. Hmm. People react to novel situations in unpredictable ways. And by novel, I mean just new and unexpected. Yeah. So whether that's a bear coming at you or whether it's riding a bicycle or skydiving or meth. <laughs> that's <laughs> from Bob. <laughs> and so, I mean, whatever, people react in weird ways. So, I mean, someone could get on a bicycle and start crying. Because they're so afraid, yeah. Or getting on a, you know, get on a trampoline, or get on an airplane and just start crying and panic and breathe weird. I mean, some people. How do you feel like she knows you? Yes, you've listed everything I've ever cried at. <laughs> Trampolines and airplanes. Yeah. Ah, and bicycles. Yeah, and bicycles. And bears. And bears. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, some people will laugh. Yeah. Right. I mean, you'll get on an airplane or you'll get on a bicycle. A kid, a little kid. Kid'll get on a bicycle. One kid might cry. The other one will laugh. Yeah, but but they're they're basically experiencing the same. They're experiencing this this rush of a new thing that is happening to them, and it makes them laugh or cry or get scared or even get violent. People can get violent. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And so, uh, and I'm often a novel experience for people. When people meet me, oftentimes I'm the first kind of person they've met that's transgender. And so I never know how they're going to react. So I'm always very cautious and I try to get it out early uh, in case they can't tell. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. But I don't want to surprise people because when you surprise people, that's when they act with violence or or laughter or or just happiness. I mean, you never know. But the point is, is that um, in order to allow people to embrace a new experience, if they're laughing when they do it or before or while it's happening, they're much more likely to consider that less threatening and therefore um, an okay thing or a good thing. Yeah. So like, you know, if I'll get up on stage and um, eventually tell people that I'm transgender and they've, in theory they've already had a couple laughs and now they can go home and say, you know, I was in the room with a transgender person and it was actually okay. Nobody died. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so that's... maybe it's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> yeah. That's that's an interesting thing to think about. I wasn't even thinking about that. Like laughter, it does like change your mood. Like 
whether you want it to or not. It's going to change your mindset. It's chemical. Yeah. Uh, the, the synapses in the brain, in the prefrontal cortex, they change. And when they change, they change in a good way. And they're willing to think in a positive way about a new experience. Wow. This is becoming the smartest podcast. <laughs> oh, we're learning so much right now. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's that's always been our goal. We we told ourselves that we're we're gonna start at the stupidest podcast, yeah. eventually get up to like the mediocre mediocre podcast, uh -huh, uh -huh. and then the the smartest podcast. Uh, well, so let's see. So right now we're probably at remedial. Yeah, we're we're at remedial. I'd say. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. So which is, um, which is way farther than we've ever come. Yes. Yep. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to be on this ride. <laughs> That's a, a cool like inspiration to get into comedy though, because like having that first initial thought, like your first joke, and then kind of sitting on that for a little while, and then having that that inclination to like have have, have be on stage to help like get everything out there too is just that's a cool. Yeah, and so that's um, that's why I got into comedy, and and then um, you know what? I love to laugh. Yeah, I love to laugh. I'm sure that there's um, <laughs> I'm sure there's some narcissism in it, uh, and being um, being in control of the situation. Yeah, I like being in control of a situation. I think that's probably the biggest reason. Yeah, well, I feel like that's that's true of a lot of comedians, mm -hmm. though. Like a lot of comedians, obviously, like a lot of people like to laugh, but a lot of people like to be in control. And mm -hmm. comedians, I feel like, have a lot of those qualities too. Yeah, and that's something you and we were talking about the early show on the late show. Um, I had an experience which I'm sure I know that other comedians have done hundreds and thousands of times, but for the first time, I. I kind of I'm very controlled when I'm on stage. I mean, I haven't my idea what I'm going to say. I usually don't veer off my mental script too much. But th this not this last Saturday, but Saturday before for the late show, the crowd was rowdy. Mm. And so it was fun. I just was like, I don't. OK, then we're just going to go this direction on my homeless joke. So I went a different direction on my homeless joke. And it was fun. And I thought, you know what? This could be addicting. Now it felt like, because rather than being so focused on getting through my material and doing my set list and then getting the next guy up, I was actually kind of controlling the waves of laughter. Yeah. So it, was, it wasn't just surfing the waves. It was actually making some waves <laughs> and making the waves a little bigger. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was fun. That was addictive. I feel. I feel like rowdy rowdy crowds can go one way or the other. Uh, they can either. They there's can things you can do though to really control it. There's things you can do to control it. I have seen. Yes. I mean, I've seen thousands of shows and I've seen thousands of great comedians. And I there's a few rules. Yeah, we actually if talked we about, talk that. about that. Yeah, we yeah, yeah we talked a little mm -hmm. bit about that. Um, actually, that night that I was I was working the door. Yeah. Yeah, we we had had talked a little bit about that. Um, yeah, if you want to, um, I'm sure it'll come up in another question, but otherwise we can. Anyhow. Yeah. So okay. there's, there's ways to control a crowd so that they don't get out of hand. Yeah. And there's ways to make it much worse. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> another other thing. thing is... And I've seen pro comics make it worse, which I was like, seriously, yeah. why are you doing that? Yeah. yeah you you're... know, you've been on, you're a pro. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Right. Do you still tell that joke? Yeah, no, actually, I don't. Uh, I mean, I still can. Um, it's not a great joke, and other comedians have taken my punchline mm. a little bit. Uh, I mean, it's uh, 
so I grew up on a farm and um, I went, my neighbor died and I went to, he had, oh, it's been so long since I've told it. He, I went to the funeral and he, he had been out in the field plowing and he loved to farm. He loved to farm and he was out in the field plowing and his tractor tipped over and he was killed. I went to the funeral and everybody kept saying, well, at least he died doing what he loved. And I thought that was interesting because I didn't realize he loved having his chest crushed by a tractor. <laughs> and, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I went to another funeral my, when my neighbor had died, another neighbor had died from autoerotic asphyxiation. And I went to that funeral and nobody was saying anything. Yeah. I said, hey, everybody, at least he died doing what he loved. Yeah, he literally did <laughs> yeah. doing what he loved. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah it's been a long time so long that i forgot the setup <laughs> yeah and that was your was that your very, that was my very first yeah, joke that's yeah that's a good one and i told it the very first time i was on stage yeah uh yeah so was that your opener no it no it wasn't okay. it wasn't okay. my opener and i went i found my video because uh some, oh, yeah. For some reason, yep. people were talking about their first time. And I thought, I wonder if I can find that video because I didn't want to watch it because I knew it would be so painful to watch it. I went and found it. I was on stage for like 12 minutes my first time. That's a lot of time oh, for your first time. I know. Wow. In my In my memory, it was three minutes. Yeah. But when I watched the video, it was 12 freaking minutes. Wow. And there was some good stuff yeah. there. <laughs> but it was all one-time stuff because I had done one of the stereotypical things, but I'd done it a little differently where I talked about how this was my first time doing comedy and I compared it to having sex, which a lot of first-time comedians do. It's very cliche. But I talked about how the crowd was my first crowd. Oh, okay. You, you, you are my very first stand-up crowd audience. Let's hug or something. And then I you know, kind of like had an orgasm on stage or something. And then I'm like... <laughs> Two minutes? That's all that lasted? Two minutes? I'll never get that back again. <laughs> Two fucking minutes. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Hey, hey, there's some ladies out there. That'd probably still be a hell of a night. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, What style of comedy do you perform on stage? Do you like the style you have? If not, what style would you want to do? I would say that my style is, um, I try to make it smarter. I mean, I try to, well, so my ideal joke, my ideal joke would, uh, it would have two surprise twists. So you're, it's kind of like bullfighting. I think you're leading somebody with the flag to the edge of the cliff. And then you get to the edge of the cliff and you pull away that flag and they look over the cliff, but they don't fall. And that surprise makes them laugh. But the twists, I'd like to have a double twist. So one twist and another twist again. I would like the joke to reveal something about me personally. And I would like the crowd to learn something about themselves. Mm. <laughs> so I want to reveal something about my my intimate thoughts and opinions. And I want them to learn something about themselves. I want a double twist. And if you can throw in two puns, boom. Nice. <laughs> now we've got a great joke. <laughs> But that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, that... Sometimes I'll just sell a cheesy joke. Like uh, my daughter told me in Canal Park I could see a horse-drawn carriage. I said, wow, I didn't realize horses knew how to draw. <laughs> <laughs> there is one pun in yep, there yep, and a twist. <laughs> yep. Yeah, those are my style jokes. Like I, I have that, that one-liner, but I, I'm trying to like 
develop mm-hmm. from that. So I, like, I, obviously I showed you a little bit, but um, trying to get like put them together. Well, and- the fact that you have them all in a list like that, and the and that you have them um, ranked in the way that you rank them with a number with the with sort of like your laugh exclamation marks. Yep. So you have one, two, three, and four. Uh, it's uh, zero, one, and two. Zero, one, and two. Yeah. And what is a zero? A zero is uh, maybe like I I get some sort of reaction, but not mm-hmm. enough to like throw it away. Yeah, it, it could still be a throwaway joke. Uh-huh. Um, one is it gets a laugh, but uh-huh. not like a hearty, like not a big laugh. Uh-huh. And then two is if it gets a big laugh. And how many twos do you have? And two is your best score. Two is my best score. And so I do it um, individually. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if I were yeah. To... So how many two jokes do you have? Um, let's check. I have. Oops, wrong one. Oh, that is the right one. Okay, so two jokes, if I were to laugh score, go by that, largest to smallest, I have... Well, what are these? These look like fours. Uh, so those are four, yeah. So these are all, um, if I combined them. So I have uh, the number of times I've told the joke. Uh-huh. I have the the laugh score that I give, the, the, the total laugh score that the joke has gotten in its in its life. Uh, okay, okay. And then, yep. the, then the average. Yep, then the, the okay. laugh score and then the average. So, okay. like, mm-hmm. these are my twos, even mm-hmm. though a lot of these twos I've only told uh, mm-hmm. once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple mm-hmm. of them, obviously, I've, I've told them multiple times. Um, but those are my twos, and then I average it down to, like, I have, like, uh, 1.83, uh, 1.67, okay, okay, okay. all those. So, um, like a 1.83. Yep. So, uh, just so, so a 1.83, um, do you in your heart feel like it's not as good as any of those twos? Not necessarily. So yeah, that that is yeah. not reflected of how I feel uh-huh, about the joke. Uh-huh. That's just how the crowd has felt about my jokes. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, this has gotten, like... I really like this joke, but it it must not have gotten one time. It didn't get a, a two. I can't read it. What is yep. it? So that joke is that? That's the one where I say, uh, so my buddy who happens to be gay, um, he, he has a big penis. I mean. That's one of your better jokes. I know. I, I love that joke. Yeah. So I say uh, he has a, a big penis. I mean, I haven't seen it, uh-huh. but it tastes big. Yeah. Yeah. That should be in your top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that so, is. Yeah, so it would be interesting head. then to take all those twos and just tell the twos for maybe. You'll, yes. You'll probably already do this. Yes. Just tell the twos for a while until you get some separation among those twos. Exactly what I do. Uh-huh, yep. So like uh-huh. these ones, um, like this one, I don't even think is that good, but it's gotten two twos. So I'm like, yeah, I guess. I'll, t- what's that one? Uh, this one is. Um, oh, I, I recently renamed my dog because mm-hmm. he he hasn't been behaving. So mm-hmm. I, I renamed him Penis. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of awkward. Now mm-hmm. I, I got to yell in the yard. Hey, Penis, yeah, come. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cliche joke. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So that one, it's yeah. it's worked, but I don't really like it. So that's why I've got that. But. Yeah, so I just wanted <laughs> to see his Why is Vandy reaction. laughing now? I don't know. <laughs> He's laughing at because uh, he doesn't like the joke, I think. Do you like it, Vandy? No, I, I do. I do. Okay. Your, your dumb jokes are fucking the, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like a lot of these, I'm going to have to retell a lot of these, especially like these ones where I've only said it once and I haven't said it since May or June for some of them. Because I even say I have a date the last uh-huh. time I, I said uh-huh. the joke. Uh-huh. So that way I can like – so if I said a joke like two weeks ago, I'm probably not going to use it super recently unless it's like a joke that I really like. Like like this the, the queef one where I say uh, my friend told me that I, I couldn't write a joke about a queef. Uh-huh. And so I was like – And I want to use that one to get extra laughs for jokes that don't go well because uh-huh. then I want to be like, oh, you didn't like that joke? Uh-huh. <laughs> 
That's good to have a callback on that. Yeah. That's good. So I haven't used the callback mm-hmm. yet, but I want uh-huh. to. Huh. I, I think it's because like I did it li- this last week. I did that joke to start because I wanted to do that. Uh-huh. And I did have one joke that didn't go well, uh-huh. but I didn't call back. Uh-huh. I don't know why I didn't. You forgot. I think I did. Yeah, it happens. But so, yeah, that's that's what I, I like so to do anyhow, for, for Yeah, those. so stringing all those so then I, and I know you know this and so we're already stringing those twos together so they start to create a little story yeah yeah but I want to create stories and mm-hmm. like what you said like create that that bullfighting experience mm-hmm. like get them close to the cliff but not over and mm-hmm. then get them again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that analogy I might mm-hmm. actually be thinking about that a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. so any comedians that are are looking to learn I, I really like that one the analogy of been the trying to get him yeah. into stories yeah. yeah yeah he's been trying to get me into stories since the beginning but I just you'll get there. I want I want and I mean I'm not really a storyteller comic either yeah, but and, they just kind of happen yeah and right? I just want to like the the reason I didn't want to do it right away is because I wanted to get my jokes out there mm-hmm. see what worked the other thing I do to write story jokes is I just think about things that have really upset me or or um, makes me angry or uh, that I think is unfair yeah and then I just kind of try to tell a story about that okay. That makes sense. And make it funny. Yeah, yeah, and I, I also and not wanna, too preachy. Yeah, and I want to get mm-hmm. like I want to get a little bit more of me on stage. Yeah, too. for sure you should. Yeah, yeah, I need I need to get more of me on yeah. stage. Yeah, that's that was I don't remember who we had as a guest when we were talking about it. That was probably the biggest difference between his comedy and mine. Is if you listen to my comedy, you probably know at least a few things about me mm-hmm. by the time I'm off stage. And where Roddy gets off stage, you still don't know a thing about him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I'll, I'll have one joke where I say I have a girlfriend, and then the next, yeah. maybe four jokes later, yeah. I'll be like, "Oh, well, by the way, I'm single." Yeah, single in this one. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying I like to create different realities. Like, yeah, <laughs> that um... you should set up a. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say you should set up a one night where you tell jokes where you're you're married and then you're dating, and then you're single, and now she's dead. <laughs> uh the, yeah a progression like that that's a good idea yeah it'd be pretty funny what if i did that and then right after that i'm remarried again it's important <laughs> it's important i think to be truthful even if it's not true <laughs> okay i think the crowd will know if you're being inconsistent or yeah. or hypocritical in your in the way you set up your jokes and then and part of having a very funny joke is that they're along with you on the ride and they believe you. Yeah. And so if you are going to be married in one joke and have a girlfriend in another, then you better get divorced between those yeah. two jokes, in my opinion. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could just do a, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's just a small little joke. Or they like... die. Yeah. Or I they mean, die. anything yeah. that explains yep. why. Yeah, exactly. Like you in... can tell those two jokes yeah. in the same set take them along yeah. on the ride yeah i like it it reminds me of patrick's joke i don't mm-hmm. really want to like go into the details but he talks about um the stabbing the stabbing mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's talking about a mm-hmm. potential new thing yeah patrick's laugh density is just amazing yeah he's really good but i don't i would like to know more about him too yeah he's he's <laughs> actually it was funny because we actually um we were going to get him on about a month ago um and then something happened i don't remember what happened we couldn't do the episode so he's he's I think that's when I, uh, 
Was that when you couldn't do that's it? When, that, that's when I hit the deer. Oh, hmm. yeah. Yep, you were going to come up for the, the episode and you hit the deer. If I move this mic here. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Um, yep, and then, yep, around. I'll just go like this. Perfect. And then let me just do this. Sorry, we're just going to do some maintenance quick. I just got to make sure because there's a back and a front to the mic. So I'll go like that. Awesome better? possum. There we go. Look Perfect. at that. There. I feel like now, yeah, I'm, now I'm in Perfect. the game. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> now we just, Way that, better. Now yeah. I'm inside the computer. <laughs> <laughs> You're inside everybody's mind. This is, yeah, this is what I wanted. Yep. Yeah, it's it's easy to. I didn't know because I like to look at you. Yeah, and and you're already inside the computer, so I have to get in here with you. <laughs> and look at that. I mean, yeah, Fandy's been in there since we got here. Well, I mean, that's that's. Do we really want to see that though? Luckily, <laughs> luckily, it's mostly obscured. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually we actually blurred your face. We just want to know that. Well, you're there. then the mic is positioned nice, so that, that cuts off thirty three percent of it. And then his ears Don't are covered. I could try to fix yeah. this. That's funny. Yeah, that better? Oh yeah. Does this get playing on YouTube too? Do you, is this so video this, being saved? Because now no one, now I'm peeking. Through yeah, these. no. So we're not. We don't no, save the no, video. The video okay. is the video is just for us. Okay. Yep. So we okay. don't. We just don't have kind of give us a little better. Connection. This is all right. I'm understanding the methodology now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get to a, a spot where we can get the video because um, we would love video, but we're trying to make sure that it's it would be a, a more consistent video. Mm -hmm. So we want to have like a, a studio and we're so we can get together and like have that this has a studio feel to it yeah it does have a little studio feel we're in the music room mm -hmm. uh in our basement mm -hmm. but yeah this is i this is where i like to do the podcast a lot when vandy comes over this is usually where we do it mm -hmm. um we did uh frankie's episode upstairs actually in the living room um and it it, it was a diff little different feel but it felt more like at home because mm -hmm. obviously i'm there more often than i am here mm -hmm. um because whenever i'm in here i'm usually doing work like either the podcast i actually uh that's where i like when i did like the the online comedy with that fan oh um, I, uh -huh. I i did it right there uh -huh. um, just had like a i put a uh red curtain uh, red yeah, sheet yeah, yeah, yeah. background i do that too yeah <laughs> yeah but it's she funny sheets and curtains yeah right? and i had the uh -huh. piano showing but i never did a joke about a piano <laughs> or i think I did well it makes you one. seem smarter yeah that's true it, it makes your jokes seem smarter it's a good backdrop you should demand one on stage every time Oh, we, we yeah. should bring and this to Dublin. Yeah, my rider, I only will perform if you put a piano on stage. <laughs> a I'll, grand Any piano. open mic I attend, you must bring a piano. Yeah, and then just never mention it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do anything with it? Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think that's, I, I'm going to bring this piano whenever I get a special. I'm just going to have me and this piano. That'd be cool. That's gonna be a while. Don't ask, don't <laughs> I need to get. Don't ask me to help you. <laughs> well, by then you'll you'll be able to hire movers. Oh yeah, that's true. I'll just I'll have Josh do it. It's his piano. Perfect. <laughs> but hi, sweet. Is that? Uh, you, oh yeah, you did. Okay. So question one. Yeah. Yeah. That was question one. Got that, into that, comedy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was question mm -hmm. one and two. So he his oh. question. Yeah. His mm -hmm. question was, "What style of comedy do you perform on?" Stage? Oh well, the, yeah. The, yep. So the style. Uh, yeah. I like. I think I described my perfect joke there. Yeah. Um, I do. Uh, I mean, I know that there's a lot of comedians that don't like jokes that have a a point to them, but I think the ideal joke does have a little of a thesis to it. Yeah. I like that idea because like make, I, my goal is to make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Through comedy. Yep. Exactly. And <laughs> you that... could all throw up now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think the joke that makes you think 
is a good joke because you, you, it bring you, it always comes up again on the car ride home or the next day. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I have a few of those I think, um, but I've had a few of them where it didn't get a good reaction. But uh-huh. I think it's because it was a, a a joke that required a little bit more pause at the end, and I didn't give that that time for thinking. Pauses. Yeah. <laughs> pauses are so important <laughs> yeah yeah i need to i'm, I'm working on there's that. so many parts to a great joke yeah and i've 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 noticed that when mm-hmm. i slow down mm-hmm. and i i pause a little bit between mm-hmm. them I, i'm noticing i'm getting bigger laughs mm-hmm. not not only like more laughs but mm-hmm. i'm getting bigger mm-hmm. which is which mm-hmm. is nice one of the greatest pausers is tignataro oh yes mm-hmm. she's really good at that but uh, my next question is who are some of your biggest influences yeah, in comedy? There we go, right into it. And who Talk is, about segues. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, who is your favorite comedian right now? And it doesn't have to be like your favorite like of all time. Uh-huh. Just right now, who... who... Uh, well, um, there are so many good comedians, uh, even just in, this, in the Midwest, uh, like um, Jackie Cashin and Beth Stelling mm. and... Maria Bamford and Tig Notaro, uh, and I'm smitten with Mary Mack. Yep, Mary <laughs> Mack is is awesome. Uh, and uh, and then her husband Tim, he's great too. Yep, he's very funny. Um, in men, I like Gary Gallman. Gary's I follow him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I follow all of a lot of these on Instagram or Facebook, but mm-hmm. Gary, he's I just started following. Him. Uh, Mike Kaplan, wordplay. Yeah, yeah, I love his wordplay. Uh, and then. Gary Gullman's wordplay too, like yep. how did the states get their abbreviations? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I'm sure you've heard the one where he goes into the uh, fan, the sexual fantasy where he's a professor at college. Oh, I don't know if I've. Heard... Oh my gosh. Okay. Go. Well, I'm okay. not, not going to try to redo it. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to look that one up. So yeah, those um, those are the current ones that okay. are still living. Yep. Yeah. I, that's a good list of comedians. Uh, you can learn a lot by watching those people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've, I've grown up like I've been watching or listening to comedy for since I was a young kid. I would just watch mm-hmm. it on Comedy Central. Have like, you seen or, the best selling HBO one that's out mm, right now? Not yet. It's good. I need to that see that. Very one. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that love, one yet. I love Beth. Her yeah. yeah, her ability to maintain eye contact and her pauses and her leaning into the crowd and the discomfort. <laughs> it is it's inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. I mm-hmm. I love Beth Stelling. Another one that I'm getting really into is um wow, now I can't think of her name. I had it and I lost it. Um Taylor Tomlinson. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. Uh, she is. Yes, she is. I, I first uh, learned about her, I want to say it was within the last year or so, and I listened, I just randomly saw her name on Pete Holmes's uh, You Made It Weird, mm-hmm. and I, I just listened to it, because I, I, mm-hmm. I just love listening to his podcast, mm-hmm. so I was just mm-hmm. listening to anybody. Mm-hmm. She was amazing, mm-hmm. and then I watched her special, amazing, mm-hmm. like, yeah. She, she used to open for Burt. Yep. You know, going back, I mean, Paula Poundstone, she's still, yes. she's still working and I love her yeah. uh, and her crowd work is probably the best I've seen. She is so good at crowd work. I guess I didn't know that yeah, about her. She is. I guess I need to. She is amazing at crowd work. Paula hmm. Poundstone and early Del- Ellen DeGeneres is yep. good um, and she's still performing. And then people who are dead. I, I used to listen to 
Bob, uh, Bob, is Bob Newhart still alive? I don't know. And that I don't know. I'd have to. <laughs> That's what, I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bob Newhart. Um, and then Carlin, of course, and Steve, yeah. Steve Martin, who's still yep. alive. Uh, I used to have all the Steve Martin stuff memorized. And that's another reason I got into comedy. I knew there's another reason. It was to not get bullied oh, on the school bus. Interesting. I used to memorize Robin Williams and Steve Martin and uh, Little Carlin and Bob. I mean, whatever the situation called for, I had all these early bits memorized. Uh, Hippy Dippy Weatherman. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I used to do the jokes on the school bus so that they wouldn't beat me. Interesting. Yeah, they would. They would try to beat me. I mean, they would just wail on me wow. with like fists and on my head and, and everything. I mean, it was bad. And yeah. and if I could make them laugh, they usually wouldn't hit me as hard. Oh, <laughs> I also wow. learned magic tricks to get out of those too. I had so I could make balls disappear. Well, yeah, there's a joke there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, I could make. Uh, I yeah. So. But then as soon as I turned 16, boom, I got my motorcycle. I was off that bus. Yeah. Well, I I don't blame you. That doesn't yeah. sound like a fun bus uh, ride. So learning – and then – well, I, and I went out for football and baseball too in okay. high school. And they weren't nice to me either. I was going to say that didn't help at all or it did? Uh, comedy helped a little. But, but – um, The sports didn't. The sports. What about the sports? Oh, just joining the sport. I didn't know if like they were no. All well, year and... I went out for baseball like my freshman year in high school, and uh, the coach came up to me and he goes, "You know, uh, I don't think you're good enough. This is ninth grade in mm. high school. I don't think you're good enough to be on the team. But we're not going to kick you off the team. But um, we, you're going to have to wear a different uniform than all the other players. This is the fucking coach, and I'm, I'm and I'm not a quitter, right? I'm just not a quitter. Yeah. And so I, I said I'm not quitting. And so they gave me this uniform that was different than everybody else's uniform, and it had been washed in with like other clothes that were red or something, so it had a slight pink hue to oh. it. And I had to the wear heck? that. I had to wear that uniform. And, and Mike Gregory was the coach's name. If he's still alive today, he's an asshole. Yeah. And he should not be around children. That guy sounds like a douchebag. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah. And I don't know him. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? But I so then. Of, I've never even heard of that. So that, well, that was 1980. No, 1979. So, 1979. So did they just not have enough uniforms or was it. I don't know. Or was it a blatant well, thing? He just, he just wanted to be a dick. Uh, it wasn't very nice. Yeah, no. And I'll I'll never forget it. Now, so then what's the flip side to that, right? So what's the flip side? The flip side is I learned to suffer. <laughs> and I learned that uh, I should have gone out for track. And so the next okay. year I didn't go out for baseball. I went out for track and I was really good at track. Okay. So – you know what? I've kept going out for baseball and just sitting on the bench the whole time because I wasn't good or maybe gotten hurt doing that. And then I ended up going for track instead and being – I mean I lettered my first – my oh, sophomore wow. year. I was a good runner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then at that point, did you have to wear a different uniform because you were better than everybody else? Uh, well, in, yeah, when you letter. <laughs> when you're, when, yeah, well, they do that too, yeah. right? I mean that's yeah. part of status. It's Our society still does it. So yeah, I got a nice leather jacket that had – you know, things on the sleeves and I could put my little medals on the, the A. I yeah. looked, I was disgusting. But <laughs> but after being after being humiliated like that, I needed anything to pick me up. Yeah. So well, yeah, I was so happy when I got my letter jacket and then I got on the school bus and like, beat me up now. Yeah. Suckers. Oh wow. So, you know, yeah. It didn't open doors like I had hoped, <laughs> the letter jacket. Yeah. 
but it made me feel better. I was going to say, at least you had that internal <laughs> yeah, like, good yeah. feeling. It's like, like okay, I'm not as bad as everybody says. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. That's... And it developed a sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I... So maybe, thanks, Mike Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks and no thanks at the yeah, same time for different a, reasons. You're a douche, but yeah, I survived correct. you. <laughs> Yeah, at least yeah, now you've you've survived it and mm-hmm. you can you've learned lessons obviously, like you're able to to move it into a positive direction now. Like obviously it wasn't fun at the time, but No, it wasn't fun no, at the time. I can't imagine. No, high school was no fun at no. all. But no. a lot it's not that way for a lot of kids. Yeah. It could have been worse. I lived. Yeah. Learned how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't have. I don't know how to do that. You didn't have a motorcycle. No, uh, I can ride a pedal bike, but yeah. that's not even close. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Uh, oh, I, I have a question for you, but we'll lead into that later. Okay. <clears throat> I won't forget this question, but okay. it kind of comes out of that. Okay. All right. My next one is: uh, When was the first time you ever went on stage? What was it like? And where were you like yeah i was at dublin's and and i did that 12 minutes and i was so scared i was just petrified i didn't really remember it well in my memory it was three minutes long yeah um nate wagner was there bob was there uh it was at dublin's it was probably 2015 or 2016 and and i know for sure i just don't have it in, in my head at the moment i'm guessing late 2015 like fall of 2015 uh in my memory I got on stage and I thought, well, getting on stage is half the battle. I'm just going to take my winnings and go home because I couldn't even talk. I couldn't Mm. get any words out of my mouth. And I thought I was standing there for 30 seconds and not talking. I look back on the videotape, it was three seconds. But in my head, it felt like, and I just couldn't even talk. I was like, and I thought, well, I just wanted to get on stage. Here I am. And if I just go home now, at least I got on stage and I was ready to get off stage. And then I started talking <laughs> <laughs> and and it was everything that I remember. I mean, I had rehearsed it like yeah. probably 30 times at least. So it was like almost a muscle memory. Thing yeah, once totally. It once it triggered in, I just kept going. Yeah. 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 I, I do that every now and then mm-hmm. with like new jokes. Mm-hmm. I have to do that a lot with the, the newer jokes. I, I say I'm half a dozen times a dozen times then it's down and then i move to the next one and and Mm -hmm. do that Mm -hmm. um and now i'm trying to do that with like my whole set unless it's like like today or uh, i'm sorry this week um thursday i'm actually gonna um i'm actually doing kind of what you were saying and kind of going over some jokes that Mm -hmm. i've done in the past Mm -hmm. to kind of see if those work and so i'm because i'm trying to develop my um my time for hosting Mm -hmm. i want to make sure i have a good Mm -hmm. good set when i'm hosting Mm -hmm. yeah thanks yeah yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to go over stuff that Mm -hmm. i'm I'm not trying to do any new stuff and it's better to go short than long yes exactly leave them wanting more especially your first time and for you to get comfortable and you're gonna have two shows yeah so you can always flip it up a little in the second show yeah maybe start Mm -hmm. maybe start like seven minutes Mm -hmm. or something and then maybe Mm -hmm. go up to ten or something and i mean you can't you I don't think it's possible that you could be any more nervous than I was when I hosted my first pro show. Okay. So don't let that bother you. I mean, I was so terrified. And I did horrible. I mean, I don't mm. know if I did horrible or not. I don't even remember it. I probably have it recorded somewhere. Mm. And then the owner, Mike, he, I'm sure he sent me texts like, you need to do this different, you need to do mm. that different. Because he was very, he's very um, specific in how he wants to see it done. Um, but now that he doesn't come to the bar as often, he's kind of let me go. But... Uh, 
I guarantee that he cares how the hosts yeah, are doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll hear. And about, he has eyes. Yes, yeah, he does. He'll hear about our, our like my my hosting and if it was good. Someone's or Someone's gonna yeah the 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 servers the bartenders they're all there and they've worked there for 13 14 years so they've seen a lot of shows. So yeah, yeah, yeah don't yeah it won't help to not pretend something didn't happen that yeah, did. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be honest. Like I yeah. want to, I want like honest feedback from them. And, too, and so the I... other, here's the other thing too is, I mean, you can bomb and the feature can bomb, but when the headliner gets up there and kills, that's all people it's still, remember. Yeah, it's that's, still a good People show. have a great show. So there's really no pressure on you to carry the show, but you do have to make sure that the feature gets up at the right time and off at the right time and the headliner gets yeah. I mean, so the, the logistics of it which seems like it's right up your alley yeah well yeah mm-hmm. i mean because we want you want to make sure that there's turnover mm-hmm. in between so they can get the new people in but also mm-hmm. clean it up for the, the yep new yep and so the first show has to end in a timely fashion the second show there's more leeway yeah and well, so yeah. i always ask the i think i told you i always ask the i ask the headliner how many minutes he's expected to do and often they say an hour and i say you really want to do 45 minutes yeah and then ask them if they want to light and usually they want to light at 40 but if they don't want to light it's okay no light but yeah and then the feature you know he does 30 and usually not a minute or two more 30 is all the feature needs to do and you give them a light at 25 if they ask usually but they don't always want Mm. one either yeah that's fine i don't want to insult them by giving them a light when they don't want one yeah but and you know what? I mean, it's usually not a problem. Usually. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're usually on. <laughs> they're on usually their... on. They know exactly. They're pros. Yeah. 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 Either that or they like, well, maybe have their phone up there so they, yes. they're aware of. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which I don't like, but that's the way that works. Yeah. I mean, we, we have one pro. He kept checking his watch. And that just doesn't look good. I mean, oh, when you're on yeah. stage and you're telling jokes and you keep checking your watch. It's almost it's like, like, okay, when am I getting yeah, out of here? Yeah, it's like, what, how much longer do I have to be up here? Yeah. So that's why I prefer the light method, but yeah. I'm not going to change their style. Yeah, yeah, you don't want mm-hmm. to make sense. They've been doing it longer than I have and had more success than me. I just offer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I enjoy the light too. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to, like, I look down at my jokes because um, mm-hmm. I don't, like, have that all the way um, all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have my jokes down, but I don't have, like, the order necessarily all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look down for that. But, like, I like my style because then I, it, like, gives them time to, like, that gives me the, the second that I need for them to maybe get the laugh. And that, that helps me timing wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is what I'll say though, what I've learned now is that making eye contact during that time makes the laugh bigger. Oh, okay. Instead and this is a problem I have too, in is uh I will if especially if I have a set list, mm-hmm. that I will take the minute where they're laughing and I'll look down. But when I look down, the laughs die off quicker. But if I look at them the whole time they're laughing, the laughs will either go longer or louder it's amazing yeah i'm gonna have it's to try amazing that. yeah I'll, I'll, well i've been trying that but mm-hmm. the, it's tough like I, w- now that i have my like jokes down for the most part like this week i can actually like try to memorize my entire set yeah that's the problem yeah. right yeah i mean when you yeah especially if you're trying to do 30 minutes of new jokes yeah. it's tough and I mean, I know all the jokes, but sometimes I want to change, switch up the order. And when I switch up the order, I'm always afraid I'm going to forget something. Mm, or and, yeah, skip, you know, something, skip a yeah. joke that I want to tell or something that's a setup for another joke coming. So, yeah. yeah. But sadly, I've had a, too many examples now where it's important to know your set list. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's learning experience. It that's, is. That's what I try to look at it. If I like yeah. have a bad set or like I feel like if I bomb – 
I try to take it as a learning opportunity rather than just like, a, oh, that that didn't go well. Let's move on to the next one. And no, you need to learn. You need to take something from that. Like I had that that one that one set that, that I that I bombed. or you quit for like eight months. Yeah, I did that. Um, <laughs> well, as long as you keep writing. Yeah, I did keep writing. So I did keep writing in that time frame. I just didn't get on stage. And then finally that time, that my mm-hmm. very first time at Dublin's, mm-hmm. that was my first time back. That's the beauty of uh, Vandy's <clears throat> storytelling method is that you don't really have a set list, do you, Vandy? No. No. Yeah, so no. You, you make you make eye contact and you get an intimate with the crowd yeah. constantly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's If I don't make eye contact, it's a bad set. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I need if to I'm telling a story, I need to. I gotta connect with the crowd, mm-hmm. or it's not gonna go well at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. I gotta bring them into the story. Yeah, I would guess that um, the fact that you make eye contact with them helps bring them in. Yeah. So it brings both of you in. It brings you in and the crowd in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can feel like they're a part of the story. Yeah, you need that connection. Like, and that's what I try to do with my jokes. Um, I try to connect with people, not not necessarily because it's personal to me, um, but I try to like get something that they might relate to. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what I like my my goal. Mm-hmm. But now I I do need that connection, personal connection, like right then and there. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Like, so how a big dick tastes? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll, I'll show them while mm-hmm. I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I feel like if I'm not looking at the crowd, though, I don't. I feel like I don't want to be there. I think your instincts makes, are correct. That yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's. A, I think that's a f- yeah, fair assessment. Yeah, because then you're not connecting with that group of people. It can be any audience at that point. You're not connecting with them. I, I might as well just be reading out of a book to you. Yeah, is what, the way I feel. Yeah, or engaging in a podcast. Yeah. all right this one actually kind of leads into this um so how long were you or have you been an open micer i guess we kind of answered it briefly a little bit ago but yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of enjoying the ride in the sense of uh uh there's the traditional progression of you you get on stage the first time at an open mic, you do open mics for a while, then you get to host, and then you host maybe a bigger show, and then eventually you get to do short features or showcases, and then you move into more extended featuring, and then you start to get to headline, and um, and headline for 45 minutes, uh, and then and then your crowds get, from there, your crowds start to get bigger, your venues get more prestigious, and so that's kind of the traditional progression. And so, and I think every comedian's an open micer forever. I mean, we we see Mary Mack coming to the open mics. I've I've uh, I, you know, Norm Macdonald was going to open mics yeah. in L.A. Uh, you can Louis C.K. is doing open yeah. mics. I mean, you're never not an open micer. If you're I, if you're working on material, you're always an open micer. The question would be, exactly. I guess, then is. Vandy said something. He's just said exactly. Yeah. So how long have I been an open micer and always will be an open micer? Yeah. Open micers forever. <laughs> <laughs> Good, answer. Good answer. I like that answer. I, like, I agree with that because no matter what level you're at, you're still working on oh, stuff. You're totally honing and crafting and making more eye contact and doing your pauses different and flexions and oh, it's just never ending. Yeah. And you want to be able to work on that when mm-hmm. people aren't paying. Not to mention all the new jokes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to work on the new stuff when people mm-hmm. aren't paying because then when the people are paying, you want to be able mm-hmm. to 
give them well, something. Well, yeah. I mean, so for example, again, I, I don't mean to... Uh, I'm smitten with Mary Max. I keep talking about her, but <laughs> it's just because we, we've had a lot, we had a lot of contact in that car ride. And um, she, I mean, she didn't want to go on Conan or Fallon and not have her set down. Yeah. Right. She yeah. wanted to know what was going to work when you get that opportunity. Well, yeah, if you got that opportunity, mm-hmm. I would want to make sure that it is down and yeah. I, I'm not going to have yeah. one joke that's yeah. going to. And I actually did that when I went to North Carolina. I had my sets down because they were only like five to seven minute sets. And I thought, if I can't memorize this set list, I should just hang it up. Yeah. So I had my set lists prepared and it just went so good. It was just so good. Yeah. I'm gonna so to, being ready. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to work on that. That's my next now, goal. Now if I can get to the 30 minutes on that, that's, that the, would that's be, my next goal. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually get the, the full 45 to an yeah, hour. Of, right. Yeah, that <laughs> so, would be... So how, yeah. so how long have I been open micer forever, open micers forever, but yet always trying to get to that point where you can do an important show for money or for prestige or whatever yeah. it is to up your brand and really nail it. Mm-hmm. I like that answer a lot. All right. Um, how many times should you be going on stage every week? And do you think it matters how many times you go up on stage? Uh, well, I mean, the, the, the wisdom is I've heard comedians say as much as possible. I mean, literally more than seven times a week. But personally, for me, I find four to five times a week to be a good amount because it allows me time to organize the rest of my life <laughs> and do more writing and just organize my jokes. And so if I'm doing, you know, if I'm doing two sets on a Saturday and then a set on Thursday and a set on Tuesday and then usually an add-in show at some point, that's five to six shows a week. I think you make a lot of progress that way. Yeah. So could you go on stage 10 times a week and would you get better? I don't know. I mean, there's got to be a come a point where you actually start to really write a new joke. And I suppose you could do that in between. Also, I mean, I think it's important to sleep and exercise and eat mm-hmm. right and um, spend time with your kids. But um, priorities, I mean, you can only have one priority. And what people focus on as their priority is what they will become good at. And so I think that's what I've told myself is that comedy now is my priority. Yeah. That's... So if I if I have to choose about whether I'm going to go do a show or feed my children, I go do a show. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find something. They're scraps. If, right? if my mom's funeral, I don't know. No, no, that's, not, that's not right. That's not right. I would go to my mom's funeral. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I hope my mom doesn't die. She's not going to die. She's going to live forever. That's that's stage time. Yes. <laughs> yes. I actually did get booked for a funeral recently. Yeah, that's what yeah. you were saying. That's yeah. why I had to say that joke. Yeah. And I and who was it? Frankie? Who was going to die? Who both Frankie and Sydney owe me yeah. owe me at least 30 minutes at their funerals. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Told you what? Uh, I've been booking stage time at funerals with all the other comics, making them promise that when they die, I get stage yeah. time. <laughs> nice. If you organize it, I'll let you have all the stage time you want. and you At can, your funeral? Yeah, but you have to invite other comedians and let give them a little stage time too. Yeah. But if you yeah. organize it- You know what? Yeah. I would even be the host. Yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah. I'd be the host and the headliner. 
Yeah. Yep. There we go. <laughs> and now, ready to say a few words, it's Joe Mosier. <laughs> okay, Joe, you're done. Did you see the light? <laughs> Justin saw the light. He's gone. Hey, he already did his set. And he, know, he knows him pretty good. He did a podcast with him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Twice. <laughs> Twice? Oh, Oh, Joe, yeah, Joe did, the, yeah. This, he did his episode oh. twice. The first one didn't record properly, so sorry, Joe, if you're I mean, listening. when he's when he's doing your funeral, he gets uh, three to five minutes, and he better he better respect the light. Yes, if he doesn't respect the light, you yeah. you can yell at him. Yeah. He yells at other people for not respecting the light. So. Nice. No, I, I love you, Joe. You're good. Um, So is, is stand-up comedy what you thought it was going to be? It's exactly what I thought it, it was going to be. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. <laughs> That's interesting to me because it was not what I thought it was huh. going to be. Huh. What? So what surprised you? I think it was just literally being on stage like hmm. was a lot different because the lights, I was not expecting. The lights are bright. Yeah. I but was not expecting Yeah, that. the lights are bright. But that wasn't really part of my uh, vision. Okay. My vision of what was going to be on stage was just that it was going to be hard to write jokes, that I was going to be bad in the beginning, that it'd be a long process, and I better freaking enjoy the journey. Yeah. And uh, I probably won't be very funny to begin with, and hopefully I'll just build my set slowly over time, and I'm not going to make any money. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be fair. I'm not going to get other people who are better than me are going to get gigs, and sometimes I'll get gigs that other people might have deserved, and so it's not going to be fair, and I better enjoy the journey. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not going to make me any money. And at, at least, I mean, I make money now, but certainly not enough to live off of mm. if I didn't have savings. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's exactly what I thought it would be. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, if you think, talk about it that way, like the big picture, I guess it is very similar to what I thought it was going to be. But like when I got on stage for the first time or maybe even the first few times, mm -hmm. it was a lot different than I thought hmm. it would be. And now that I've done it so long. Mm -hmm. it, it it's exactly what I know it's going to be mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, there's tweaks here and there, whether it be the audience or your jokes or, or anything like that. Like the way that you interpret everything might be a little different one night compared to another. But I mean, I knew I knew it'd be a slow process. I knew that there'd be a slow ramp or there might be steps backwards. I knew that there would be maybe one night you'd feel like you'd leveled up, but then the next night it would feel like you went right back again. Uh, I Yeah. Nothing, yeah. yeah, it's but but through it all, I feel like as long as I'm just getting a little bit better tr every time, every week, every month, every year, just getting a little bit better. And then each joke and each bit is like putting a brick in that wall. So that wall gets bigger and stronger and more dense with laughter. Yeah. 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 It's, I, just, it's building a brick wall slowly over a long period of time. Yep. <laughs> I love that that metaphor too. Um, it reminds me a lot of Brian Regan. Hmm. Um, he was talking about his writing process. He mm -hmm. says that if he sits and writes for hours, mm -hmm. he'll write for hours. Mm -hmm. If he only makes one joke, oh, for sure, four percent better. Uh, yeah, quant quantity has a quality all of its own, and uh, that is something That's I need to sense. learn more of. Yeah, is uh, just pumping it out. And Frankie is good at that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> She'll, but last night, last night at T-Bowls, she was up there just talking to these three guys. And Frankie, a lot of it wasn't that funny. 
<laughs> but some of it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nobody cared. It was right. T-Bones. Yeah. So, but that's what she does. She she gets up there and just puts quantity, 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 and then you get some quality. Yep, she gets the quality yeah. out of that. Yeah. And then she'll hone in and then she'll and have maybe two or three things that work this time and then use those, but then add more to it this time. And then now she's got five, six things. Yeah, and yeah. she's patient about it. And I think that she sees that she's willing to accept the um, incremental growth that comes with the posting of the numerous videos, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, that kind of stuff hits. Yeah. it's There'll be a point where it hits a synergistic moment. Swing the bat 10,000 times, you're going to hit a home run eventually. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we're, we're learning. But if you don't, theory, you better yeah, enjoy theory. the journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, we're learning about that with the podcast. Like we've been, we're we're at forty some episodes right now. I don't know the exact number that we're at, um, but we have forty some episodes. But like we, I feel like our episodes are a lot higher quality now than they were at the beginning. Yeah, but we've we would also be... had the people that followed us this whole time. Yeah, and um, we would be doing much better in this particular show if we'd not start off with our analysis of bowling. But... Oh, we lost everybody yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> So we're hoping that the, the, the few people that stayed are yeah, What a are way to learning. hit it out of the park at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we really drawed him in. We might have to. We'll I, do We'll do some editing. Don't, don't, don't edit. Just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I listened to episode one probably a couple of weeks ago just for shits and giggles. And, man, we were rough. <laughs> was it? What made it rough? Yeah, it was. Huh? What made it rough? Oh, you could tell that we were a little nervous and we didn't really know what hmm. we were doing and kind of fumbly. And it was just the two of them. W- yep. Yeah. Yeah. The first like yeah. 10 episodes are just hmm. him and I. Hmm. And then we got our first guest. I think episode 12 was Josh, my roommate. Hmm. He was our very first guest. Hmm. He looks interesting. Yeah. He's a very interesting mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. It seems like there's a light on inside that head. Oh, he's he's uh-huh. a bright, bright oh, guy. I'm judging him on his appearance, but yeah. that's what I thought, yeah. Nah, I don't. I, I always think I always think that that hamster is always running in that on that wheel. Hmm. Yeah, and like he knows how to play every instrument in here and hmm. more. He's a music teacher. Hmm. Oh, yep. okay. Him and uh, actually both uh, Josh and Chantel, they're both music teachers. That's special in yeah. a good way. Yeah, that's uh, really impressive, actually. Yeah, so... and that's one of the reasons I like comedians. Comedians are unique, and um, hmm. I think to be a good comedian. You need to be yourself. I know some people do acts, but yeah. I, I like the authenticity. But especially also when comedians are hanging out with each other, the bluntness and the candidness is – I love it. I, it's rare and um, you just don't find it with other people very often. It's one of the reasons I love comedians. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's amazing. And from that, then when they give you a compliment, you know, it's authentic and not trying to manipulate you. Yep. And that's rare. Yeah. I, I know whenever I get feedback from, from any of you guys, mm-hmm. whether it be you or Joe or Frankie or anybody, I know it's authentic, whether it's good or bad. I, I appreciate both. Because I grow, I can I can learn from the bad and I can learn from the good too. Mm-hmm. I know, okay, well that's good. Uh, maybe I can make that better. Maybe mm-hmm. if I tweak it here or there. But like, you just know it's authentic, and mm-hmm. it's it's really good to hear feedback, regardless of what it is. And just the the times that we spend, um, whether it be at Dublin's or at uh, Pizza Luce after. I love the Pizza Luce mm-hmm. talks. Like, mm-hmm. I, if that bartender wasn't so grumpy. Yeah, kick <laughs> this out. 
He was he was crabby the first time the first time I went there with you guys. Yeah, they Michael came in and he he tried grabbing a a chair and he stole the chair out of his hands. Can you believe that? Yeah, he stole the chair out of his hand so he couldn't sit down. And then he like made us all. We're just like, oh, I guess that's a sign for that we're leaving. Like, I'm not going to stay here if Michael can't stay here. Like, I was yeah, right. I was not happy about it. But. Yeah, I mean, if, if they are, they should put don't lie about the hours. Yeah. The, I mean, the hours on the door, if they're it, it was if they're 10 a.m. to 11 p.m., then that's when it should be. Yeah. And it was like 1030. Yeah. Like we still had a half and hour. I don't even know what their hours are, but. I think it's eleven or twelve. Is, yeah, I thought it was actually. That's midnight. your money. I thought too. Yeah, like even if we like wanted food or didn't want food, like it's one person and you guys are still open for a little while. Like, I don't know, especially because like I feel like when we come, we give them decent business. And, yeah, and we do, and we're good people. Yeah, <laughs> they should be nice to us. Yeah. We're good people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's invite him to a show. Maybe yeah. they'll come to a show, and then they'll be like, oh, "Okay, these guys are nice. We'll we'll stay open for them." We have a really good group and just roast of comics. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, like when Sydney came to town, everybody who comes in, it just really elevates the show uh, to the to where it really has a life of its own now. Yeah, yeah. We Sam Bondus. Yeah, I mean. You knew he had something special going on when you saw his face and his acting, but now his writing is up there too, and it's like, wow. Yeah. And then new Sam fourteen, <laughs> uh, and he, and Sam Schwartz. We've got three Sams, and they're all funny. I mean, Sam Schwartz, his writing is really good, and he's really good with crowd work. Yes, he has saved. Like he said, he was bombing one set, and he did mm-hmm. crowd work and yeah. saved it. Yeah, it was amazing. He, he's really good, and uh, when he was in improv, you could see it. So yeah, we got a good crew. I, I I know I'm leaving somebody out, and I shouldn't be. Well, I mean Patrick. Yep. Um, Bob. Bob. Yeah, Bob's Bob. always who's good. Bob? Bob. Yeah. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Bob is on. Bob is. Uh, Bob is solid. I yep. mean, yeah, you can always count on him, raising the level of the show, no matter who's been on before. Him. Yep. Yeah. It. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And, and then he'll pull that shit out randomly once every three months where he's like lord lady bottom or some <laughs> or he's some fetus in a jar and it's like wow yeah yeah I, I like those characters too yeah. like he's got some good characters so anyhow it's a fun crew and people are lucky that it's in duluth we it's uh thursday nights in duluth it's special yep yeah, we're hoping to get Vandy up here on Thursday nights coming up. I would love it. Soon. I very, would love very it. Very soon. It would be uh, soon. it would be a, an honor. Yep. Yeah, I want to I want to see it. I do too. Oh. Mhm. I'll be there soon. I'll be there very soon. Yeah, you just got to I know you you got your car stuff you're working out yeah, right now. Take so. care of some stuff right now. Yep. So, and then work. Work's been nuts. So, what's work? Slows down. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, but I'll be up there. That's a promise this winter. I'll be up there. Um, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. And then we can do podcasting right. after. Actually, maybe not after. That's going to be a really late night. Because we usually well, don't get done. If we if we hang out, we're not done till like midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Although you could do like a special podcast episode. Yeah. I have thought about, I thought it'd be really cool. And if we did like something, um, 
whether it be at Caddyshack or Dublin's, but do a live show. Yeah. How many mics can you uh, pump into that's that? That's the thing? goal. So I can do four and he can do four. We haven't tested so, it out yet. So yeah, we, we I mean, could, we could up to eight. We could set up like in the, you know, it'd be nice to do it on the deck at my house, but we couldn't do that in the winter. But you could, we could set up like in the kitchen or the dining room. Or That'd be fun or to do maybe room. next Just spring or chairs. summer. But I mean, we could do it inside. In, oh, okay. In Duluth. Yeah. If we couldn't do it in Dublin's, which would be yeah. interesting too. I mean, if we ordered pizza and just closed that door. That'd be so fun. Just get a After, a, after the show was over? Yeah. Everybody just sit on stage? That could be like a, maybe like a, an additional episode. And people episode. could stay if they wanted and they could yeah. afterwards. Hmm. That'd be sweet. That'd be a fun, like. Wouldn't it? Yeah. We could do like either a separate podcast or just a continuation of, of this one or however we want to do that. But that'd be a really fun podcast. You could still be the stupidest podcast. Yeah. And. We just announced to the crowd that if you guys want to hang around, we're going to do a podcast on stage with all the comics. Yeah. Nobody has. I mean, the show is over, but yeah. the new show starts. Yep. And the comics that wanted to hang around, too. I mean, really, it could even be anybody. It could be. And we've gotten some new three-minuters in mm-hmm. that are surprisingly good. Yeah. And some that are horrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that horribleness gives a sense of authenticity exactly. to the show. Yeah. And so I think it's okay I, I, to have bombing every once in a while. Yep. I've said it on here many times. I'd rather talk to the guy that bombed that night than the guy that did really well. Huh. So maybe we'll, we'll have to do... We'll have to have like most people on. Obviously, like we'll have to like, uh-huh. switch it around because I don't uh-huh. think we'll be able to get everybody every time. Because like the nights that we have like twenty people, that'd be tough. I mean, we could still do it, but it would just be a really long episode. Well, so what I would envision, and it's your show, so you can do whatever you want. But what I would envision is everybody just would have a mic and they'd be sitting in like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, like a and, semicircle. Yeah, or, and, yeah. And people just so you could do like a. It'd be like the round table. Yeah. It would. I mean, you could also theoretically filter people. I mean, you could say this is the people who do mm-hmm. it this time. Yeah, yeah. And then we can kind of switch mm-hmm. it up so that way we have different people, different times. Call it like it's probably six would be. If the idea is to get everybody to participate, six might be the limit. I just I, think yeah. of what makes a good dinner party. Yeah. And six to eight, and then after that, then you can't. Fo- then you start getting side conversations. Yeah. And that's not. That's bad. Yeah, it's it's tough to to do because we we should be able to do eight. We, the most we've done is four. Is that right? I think. Oh, yeah, because we've had it, other more, podcasts. Yeah. The problem is when you get a ton of people. Is yeah. it's hard not to get people that not talk over each right. other. Right. That's what yep. I'm saying. You don't want those side conversations. You want one person mm-hmm. talking at a time. Yeah. We can test it out though. We can definitely do do one and then kind of go from there and. Mm-hmm. Because with audio, with when, with us being audio only, it's really hard. It's hard enough to because people can't see yeah. to who's talking and who's oh, not. Oh yeah, yeah. And maybe get those that would be that the time talking. to put it on video. Maybe we could yeah. test our video doing mm-hmm. those first, and then if that goes well, we can learn how to edit those and then get into video from there. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I like that idea. Yeah. Well, we we <laughs> might right. have we might have something going. I've I've often in the last month I've been fantasizing, dreaming about the idea of bringing this big gong to the open <laughs> mics. So if it's going really big horribly, one. somebody would just go bong, <laughs> and that's it. You're done. You have to get off stage at that moment. Yeah, it's like it's like the buzzer on. Yeah, the... but that'd be mean. Yeah, but it'd be fun. it'd be just so like the funny. Old gong show. Yeah, yeah. I because I, I, I compare our show now a little bit to the gong show because yeah. you'll get somebody up there who's really good and killing it, and then you'll have somebody come up. 
Which is great. Yeah. You have somebody come up and just not get any laughs. Man, if, if we did that, I would almost want to try one time to mm-hmm. get gonged. Yeah. <laughs> just like do all my bad jokes and uh-huh. just try to get gonged. That'd be fun. <laughs> and who would be in charge of the? Well, anybody. Anybody yeah. could run up and just hit the gong. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you don't think they're doing well. Yeah. Just to be honest with you. I'd put the gong like right at the front of the stage. Yeah, yeah, right. So anybody in the crowd well, could run up and. Well, then it. whenever whenever somebody starts walking towards the gong, you can <laughs> see the, the look. Yeah, the just, uh, like, come on, man. There you go. Well, that's when you got to bring out your best jokes. Yeah, then you, gotta, you start dancing. Yeah, you got to bring out your best stuff so they they start walking back. Monkey dance for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, how long have you been writing? How do you write? And then, for example, like, do you write on stage or off stage? And if off stage, what does your writing process look like? I've been writing probably since the late 1990s. I mean, if I go back and look, but I don't think I have anything that I use from that time period. Mm -hmm. Uh, The earliest material that I have that I was probably like that funeral joke. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have paper and pencils i like pencils for some weird reason i have paper and pencils spread around my house so i have a pad and pencil in the Mm. bedroom i have a pad and pencil in the bathroom (laughs) i have a pad and pencil in the kitchen in the office and i have i have them everywhere because i have lost so many jokes that i haven't i'm carrying one right now with me yep I've lost so many jokes that I just have to write it down. And now the problem I'm having is I can't always read my handwriting. Oh, no. So I'll write it down, and then I'll go back later, and it'll say, uh, bees are in the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> But that was so funny. What was it? Bees. Oh, was I thinking bees in the blah, blah, blah? Oh, then I lose it. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm working on improving my handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I, I do that. I used to do that all the time, mm. like writing it down. Now I, I just do my notes on my phone yeah but then if you don't have your phone yeah it's tough and i'm always because oftentimes i mean i'll do it at dinner parties which actually isn't bad so like i'll have people at my house and i'll bring out a pad and paper and set it right there on the dinner table and if something happens i'll I'll start writing it down and then they'll go oh what'd you write down this time and then i read it back to them and then we get to talk comedy yeah (laughs) i'm i don't well you know what some people don't invite me over anymore. <laughs> so maybe I'm just self-filtering the people who actually uh, well, that, enjoy that, laughter, which isn't a bad method. I was going to say yeah. that's a good thing to do because yeah. then you filter out who who's yeah. actually like worthwhile. I had some friends that were really, really private, and I don't think they appreciated it. Oh. So, and you know what? I haven't seen them in a long time. <laughs> okay. So did, do you think that they thought you were writing something personal about them? Yeah, but I would let them know. I mean, oh, okay. I wouldn't hide anything. Yeah. They could see what it was, and I would change names if they wanted names. I didn't really yeah. write down names. I would just write down phrases yeah. and, and punchlines or setups that I thought were cute or funny. It made me laugh. I mean, if you if I start laughing really hard at something, I'll want to write it down. Oh, I'm the same way. If I, I need to write it down now because if I don't remember it mm-hmm. now, it could be gone because we're, we're in a conversation, so it's just going to be gone if I don't write it. And the crazy thing is i can be laughing so hard at something i'll write it down i'll read it the next day and it's not funny <laughs> yeah yeah some of it's like you had to be there yeah. or it's just in the moment uh, yeah i don't know are you i was more stoned then and i'm not now <laughs> <laughs> my had... biggest problem is sometimes i don't write i don't write enough of what i thought oh. was funny like yeah i'm, I'm in a rush yep. Yes. I'm in a rush, so I'll just write a couple things, and I'm like, oh, I'll get the story yep. out of this. And I'm battling and that then I'll too. Go back. 
So I've been. I'll go back and I'm like, mm-hmm. what was I trying to think of here? Yep, 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 yep. So I've improved my handwriting and I've forced myself to write down more details. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's still not funny, so but old... at least I recorded it. <laughs> but now I don't wonder anymore. <laughs> yeah, because I think I've a went lot... through so many old. Go ahead. I've been through so many old joke books and looked, and I'm like, what was I trying to come? Like, yeah. how is this funny? Like, yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, I've I've done the same thing. A, a lot of it is in the details, but I I feel like I did the opposite when I was early mm-hmm. writing because I would write stories and stuff like that, and I still have them, mm-hmm. but it's way too much. Mm-hmm. I need to cut the fat off mm-hmm. of everything because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I was hanging out with da 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 da, da and this happened. Nah, like mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. too wordy. I need mm-hmm. to, I need to focus it down, and that, that's why like we've had this conversation, Danny, where. I, I'm more focused on the economy of words. I mm-hmm. want to be able to shorten it down. And I think that's kind of where I got to be a one-liner mm-hmm. is because I wanted to shorten everything and mm-hmm. I didn't focus on elongating it, but the right way. So that's, I think, what I need to start doing. Figuring out a way to elongate it? Yeah, elongate yeah. it and get more laughs out of each. Right, if you can add more tags. Yes, more yeah. tags. Your more... jokes could use more tags. Yes, yeah. for sure. Which doesn't mean that you don't already have them. You might yep. have them in those one-liners because they mm-hmm. would go with the previous joke. Yeah. And then you talk about writing on stage, and I don't do that. Uh, I think Sydney does that. and um, Frankie does that. And Sam Fortine does that, I yep. think. And uh, But I don't write on stage, but what I do is I will record it and get I will notice if I get a laugh on something that I didn't expect because maybe I said it wrong so I guess that's kind of writing on stage. Yeah. So if I maybe I say something wrong or or I've added a new thing in that I didn't expect would do well or maybe even somebody in the crowd says something and which I guess is writing on stage. Okay, I do write on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to, but I do. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean sometimes you'll get I'll get laughs on things that I would just thought were throwaway lines and now they're full time and yeah. I never thought they would be funny. Yeah. Well it's just something spur of the moment mm-hmm. that you just throw in there. And they it's amazing how they consistently work. The crowd will tell you sometimes. Yeah. That's cool. Like you, so you write on stage, but unintentionally. I guess that's fair. Yeah, yeah. And, but what I, I think, do, I think every, I think every mm-hmm. comedian does mm-hmm. a little bit, a little, yeah. especially if you record it and go back and, yeah. He's like, you know, I some they laughed at that there. I better try that again. Yeah, and I need to thank you because mm-hmm. you record all of the the Dublin sets, mm-hmm. and that has helped me immensely. Like it's, it's painful, but. It helps. Yeah. yeah. I've learned a few things. Yeah. I've also, yeah, I've learned from the sets that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Like those, that that helps also. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have all of those sets so I can just go back to them real quick. And I don't remember to. which comedian told me, maybe it was in the um, Hot Breath comedy podcasts. Uh, one comedian said that watching your videos is the same as writing. So you get mm. to credit yourself with writing time if you're going back and reviewing your videos. Interesting. Because I do that all the time. Like mm-hmm. whenever like you post it, that's mm-hmm. when I, I, I look at it. Mm-hmm. I look at it as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. So it's still kind of fresh in my mind. Yeah. I was reviewing videos today because I was helping a couple other comics with their videos. But then I got to look at some of mine too. And uh, I thought, I'm wasting my time. But then I was, the, nope, they say watching your own videos is like writing. And then, sure enough, I noticed things like an inflection that I might use differently. Mm. Or I noticed on one joke that I was gritting my teeth like this towards part of the part of the part of the setup. I went like this. Yeah. And it made the joke better. Yeah. 
Interesting. I would never, I mean, I, why did I do that? I did yeah. it. So that's right. I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't do it on purpose. I just kind of did it. Yeah. And then, but it, it well, worked. Well, it, worked. it shows emotion. Cause yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. like, oh, come yeah. on. Like, yeah. Yeah. It shows your uh-huh. emotion and that shows your dedication to that joke. Cause mm-hmm. like, that's some of what I've noticed too in my. Yeah. And that's one thing that you don't have as much of yep. is selling your joke, yep. selling it. And I don't have it enough either. And that's, so I was talking to Patrick about that, about things that we're trying to do to make our jokes better and get better. Just things that are beyond writing better material or learning to sing a song. I mean, or you know, or act outs. I mean, always, always trying to think about an act out. But mm-hmm. even just things like eye contact, like we were talking yeah. about, and pausing, yep. and inflection, those little things. Yeah, and like sometimes for me, uh, if I've said a joke, and it, whether it went well or not, if it went well, I'm usually pretty good at selling that joke mm-hmm. because I know it went well mm-hmm. where if I say a joke where it didn't go well the first time I've maybe only said mm-hmm. it once but it didn't go well mm-hmm. I, I haven't studied it enough to see mm-hmm. it if it was the way I said it or I just didn't sell it enough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I say it again sometimes I don't sell it because of that mm-hmm. so I need to like maybe step away from that mm-hmm. um, that score or whatever mm-hmm. that I gave it and then finally like realize like no, this is a good joke. I need to sell each joke as if it's my best joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and do we? And again, things like leaning in, leaning in with the mic. So you know, like some sets just leaving the mic in the mic stand the whole time. Some sets taking that out the whole time. Sometimes playing with the mic stand with the mic in it, just yeah. leaning in with the mic in the stand still is kind of mm-hmm. fun. I might try that too. Yeah, that, just that's fun. Playing yeah. with it kind of like your Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing I'd like to try is I wanted to get my – I want to work on my jokes becoming a little bit more like gospel music or uh, like a some sort of emotional song. Okay. Listening to – like if you listen to singers and you think of the rhythm that they put out. Yep. If you can take that rhythm and put it into the joke, I think it's fun. Well, and, yeah, because comedy is music. I think it is. I think it's poetry. I yep. think it's poetry and – yep. Yeah. So no, I've actually we've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. I've had it with Josh because mm-hmm. obviously he's a musician mm-hmm. and like he's he's in a band. Like he knows all the this music stuff, mm-hmm. and I do jokes. And so like I have some jokes about music because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got got it that way. Mm-hmm. But then I like also think not only am I trying to narrow down to the least amount of words, I'm trying to make it sound like a song almost. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah. That's that's I think another level. And I think about Vandy's stories uh because I'm guessing that the stories have a rhythm and yeah. a sp- just a sp- speeding up and slowing down and Yeah. Yep, it's it's got to have a tempo. If mm-hmm. it doesn't have a tempo, it's it can really throw off the whole joke and the whole story. Yeah. Well, and it, plus like because you have stories, it's basically like you're doing a song on stage. Like lengthwise, like it's mm-hmm. a song, mm-hmm. where mine is just like a a quick little riff. Mm-hmm. So putting those riffs together, yeah, is, yeah, uh... yeah. I, mean, I definitely agree with you guys. I definitely think it's a song, especially storytellers. I think those are straight up Gordon like Lightfoot, Gor- Vandy, Gordon Lightfoot, Justin, <laughs> <laughs> Justin Gordon Lightfoot, Vandy. <laughs> I like that. All right. Danny, do you ever practice your jokes alone? Oh, heck yeah. Or with your family and friends? Both. 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 Although, 
Not so much with friends anymore because they won't let me. Not at dinner parties. Oh, I can see it. (laughs) Well, not even dinner parties, but even I used to call people up on the phone and I'd say, I got some new jokes and I could just hear in their voice. They're like, oh, Oh. please, no. And I could just hear it. They would never say that. Yeah. Like my my brother, uh, Jonathan, I used to call him all the time. Now there's only a two people I can call and even them, I try not to abuse it too much. Uh, my sister, oh. Rachel, has been very, very tolerant. And we laugh a ton, and she's great. She's she she's she's funny, and she gives me ideas sometimes. And I, I always, whenever I talk to her, I have a notepad when I'm talking to her on the phone. She's very tolerant. Yeah. But finding somebody like that is hard. Yeah. Well, it, not only that, but, like, she sounds amazing because you get mm-hmm. feedback, like, mm-hmm. positive or negative. And that's the other problem. I had another friend who she was super nice and she was very tolerant, but she laughed at everything. Yep. I'm like, it can't, it's, it's not helpful. It's not. It's not. But it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It makes you feel good about yeah. it. But yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I do a lot of my jokes for a lot of my um, coworkers mm-hmm. and some of them like it. Some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've learned mm-hmm. which ones I can go to, which ones I don't go uh-huh. to. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is very difficult to find that person. Yeah. And I've, I've tried it with family members. I've tried it with friends. I've done it with Vandy. Um, but I, I like, do it with me all the time. Yeah. But I, that's, he's a comedian. Yeah. So you get away with it. Yeah. 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 He's tolerant because in, in theory, you will let him tell you a story. Exactly. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. So like, <laughs> but if I tell somebody, um, like sometimes I'll, I'll talk to my dad and he loves most of my jokes, mm-hmm. which is great. But also at the same time, now I'm kind of questioning, like, I want to make sure that these are our good jokes and not just. You're not just gonna laugh. Yeah, and yeah. so I've I've learned like I can talk. Uh, my uncle Chris is really good at that. He's he helped me actually. We went to um, the Green Bay Packer game, and so we had a really long car ride to Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. And I told him a lot of jokes, and he was very honest. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't like it, mm-hmm. or he'll be like, Yeah, that's that's it. There's something mm-hmm. to it, or he'll give me a tag, or he'll he'll mm-hmm. do something like that. Tags, I love that yeah. when somebody gives me a tag, but that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Well, if yeah. I ever I mm-hmm. I try to like think of tags and i try to write it down mm-hmm. so if i ever think of a tag yeah. for you i'll let you know i would love and same i would love that vice yeah. versa or if you ever just want to sit mm-hmm. and talk like mm-hmm. i have i have a lot of time at, at work now. <laughs> well i can just call you up oh call me up really I, yeah if you okay. ever want to just call me up okay like especially like i i do all the time huh. yeah. all the time huh. <laughs> yeah well even if i'm at work if i don't answer right away i can usually call within like five ten minutes uh-huh. or so depending uh-huh. on the night um but even on like the busy nights, I'm gonna have time to do comedy. Yeah, like, I thought of this really stupid joke, and I wanted to call somebody. It was uh, last week, and it was an extension of a joke that I've done a few times. You know, Ukraine, Ukraine. Everybody's talking about Ukraine. What about me, Crane? <laughs> <laughs> what about they, them, Crane? <laughs> yeah, I'm pro Ukraine, but I'm also pro noun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't hear the they them one. No, it's new. I was gonna say yeah. I haven't heard that tag. Yeah, but yeah. that's why. So that you get that little tag, and then the tag after that. I'm I'm pro Ukraine, but I'm also pro noun. Um, I'm just like I gotta tell somebody that. Yeah. I wonder how good that is. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because that's exactly so. Like, I I try to do that, but then like again, I'm talking to my coworkers, and mm-hmm. some of them are just like, oh yeah, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're just saying yeah. that. I and, can tell. And you have to, I mean, if you really want it to hit, you kind of have to 
get excited about it yes. and when you're telling it and that makes people roll their eyes right away yeah. too it's like it's just you and me at a gas station i'm going ukraine ukraine what about ukraine <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the best ukraine? when you have a joke that you've been trying for a while and all of a sudden you kind of crack the code you, yeah. you definitely want to share that moment. yeah that's yeah. that is fun that is fun and then you can put that brick in the wall yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, like I, I was trying to think of a new joke that I have. I'm going to test it on you guys, see what you guys think. I'm ready. Um, so my new joke is uh, I hate when people aren't able or, or do you guys hate when people aren't able to use um, – oh, my – I can't remember the name of it. Um, what's the, the comma? The can't? What is what is that? I totally sp- – I'm having this a isn't, You're not setting us up? No, I'm not setting Semicolon, up. colon? No. Um, apostrophe? Apostrophe, but um, when you put can in – cannot a contraction contraction Contraction. yeah that's what i did okay here's the joke now (laughs) i was having a brain fart i thought i thought you were setting us up but no i wasn't okay i was like where are we going bad setup that was not a setup okay so i hate don't you guys hate when people don't use contractions properly (laughs) i'm 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 because I, I didn't use it properly. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. But you did when you said can't. Oh, I cannot. I I could do that. Uh, or do, I liked the can't. Because then you were using yeah. it properly. Yeah, I was using it, property, it properly. And then the twist is that I didn't at the at the punch. It's, a, it's not great yet. But that's just one of my new ones work, that I came up with. Work in progress. Yep. I don't think you need the part where... Um, don't you guys hate? I would just say you. Yeah. I can't use contractions. I can't use contractions properly. It's just because I want I'm mm. to be the punch. Like yeah, that's... I'm. It looks better on paper. Yeah, it looks better on paper for mm. sure. I might have to. I'm doesn't flow off the lips very yeah. easily, whereas can't does. Maybe I should use can't as the punch. Something like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, the C and the hard consonants mm-hmm. are funnier and easier to hear by the crowd. Yeah. See, this is why I like doing mm-hmm. this stuff with mm-hmm. comedians that like mm-hmm. know what they're doing because you'll you'll tell somebody at, at work or family or friend and they'll, they'll be like either give you a laugh or they'll just be like, no, not for me, which I, I'd rather have the not for me mm-hmm. if it's not funny. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I like the fact that you guys are will, willing to like work on it and like try mm-hmm. to think of different angles you can maybe go with it mm-hmm. and that's why i was trying to come up with a night like a an example so i appreciate it i'm thinking of the word contraction maybe that can be a contraction in itself no can't traction no i don't want to lose listeners but can, <laughs> can you can you say the joke again yeah um so the, the joke is uh something like um actually here i'm just gonna pull it up real quick i think i got it i think i'd rather hear you say it okay i'll just say it um so don't you guys hate when people can't use contractions properly i'm i agree with her when you should you shouldn't use can't it should be cannot or something well she she liked it because it it shows that i but i I didn't like i'm i would say something like I can't use contractions <laughs> properly. <laughs> that's, I like that. That's I the like direction that. I I'm... would go. <laughs> I can't use I'm can't. contractions. 
that I like that. I might have to have to use that one. Oh, okay. There's something there. There's something there. All right. And then I'll have that. I'll have to have that punch still. But. Next. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any next ones right now. I'll have to think of some more if they pop up. But um, do you record your sets? Yeah. And if so, does it help? <laughs> Yeah. With future performances. Yes. Yeah, Danny records. I think, I think you've recorded once or twice. I'm not. Yeah. Nah. I have a <laughs> I have a 16 gig is it gig what is it? terabyte. I have a 16 oh. terabyte hard drive. And so you can film for years. Well, now that we're it's a problem actually. Oh. Now, now that we're using now that I'm using this much higher quality camera. Oh. It was 100 megabytes just to do the Two Harbor show, a hundred megabytes. Wow, a hundred megabytes. That's a lot. I wow. it's I it's like seeing a train coming out of the tunnel towards me now, and I'm thinking, how am I going to solve this? Because I, uh, yeah, yeah, you're uh, just going to have to buy another sixteen terabyte. Well, I already drive, have or? one for okay. backup, so I'd have to buy t- oh, two more. Yeah. So I have a sixteen terabyte master and a sixteen terabyte backup, and so I'd have to buy two more. And then, um, and I actually have a third backup because I'm that paranoid. So I have three backups and, um, and I'm not, so what I've been doing lately is recording less. Like I haven't been recording Caddyshack and I, and I haven't been recording, I didn't record T-Bones. So I've been just saying just for the Dublin's open mic and then the pro shows and then any other special actual paid, paid performances like Harbor Rail. Yeah, I feel like that. That's good. Those are the the, mm-hmm. the ones that people want for sure. Um, but even wanna, then, even then, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, because I, I want to like go to T Bones and I want to uh, go to um, mm-hmm. Caddyshack more often for the open mics. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now that winter's coming, I'm not going to be disc golfing on Tuesday, so mm-hmm. I'll probably see oh, you guys on Tuesdays. Yeah, there we go. Yep. So I'll be seeing you guys on mm-hmm. Tuesdays. Mondays are going to be a little tougher um, until probably. Uh, even I don't go to T Bones all the okay. time, but I'm not suggesting you don't go. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that. For me, there's just a limit. Yeah. It, it's tough for me, though, just because mm-hmm. my, my work week is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. And so it's tough to, to go around around those just because I work 10 hours those days. Mm-hmm. And so like... Well, so the bottom line is I've only been recording the Dublin's open yeah. mics and pro show. And I haven't been doing Caddyshack and uh, T-Bones. Do you, do you record maybe... Um, separately like whether it just be like audio for those like just well that's an option but i would find that i would never listen to the audio i really like seeing the video too and i could just record in a lower um uh, resolution okay but it's still a lot it's yeah Mm -hmm. you want that high resolution for i'm kind of spoiled now yeah well i mean we're all spoiled in this (laughs) in this like in Duluth like comedy mm-hmm. scene like because of you it's awesome I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing yeah. um I, well we and I really do think I mean because there really is very so the original question was do you record do you think it helps yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think I mean you, you have to watch them you can't just record them and then not watch them and then that's time I mean if you're doing a even if you're doing a 10 minute set or a five minute set, that's still, you know, you got to sit down. It's probably 15 minutes to go back and watch it. And if you're doing a 30 minute set, now you're talking another hour out of your day to just watch it. Yeah. And so, but that is what makes everybody better. Yeah. And going and showing up and getting on stage and getting the feedback and then going back and watching those videos 
I just think it helps elevate the whole scene. Yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've recorded just the audio on a lot of, like, my past ones. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, um, I went to T-Bones that one week. Um, I did just the audio. Um, mm-hmm. And then in, in the very beginning, I think I only have one actual video, and it's very low quality. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was it was a great, like, great set for the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was more about the audio for me at the beginning when I was recording. Mm-hmm. And now that I have video... It's so much better because mm-hmm. then you can work on everything mm-hmm. rather than just the the audio version mm-hmm. of it. I could see where just recording just the audio would come in handy if you had said something unique on stage or there had been a certain heckle that was funny and you could bring that back or get some crowd work from that. Um, but otherwise, I think you got to have the video. Yeah. I know. I was listening to a, a. I mean, if you watch Sam Bondus, and you don't have the video, yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. A lot of his is physical. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because I, I was and Sam fourteen, and even I mean, all three Sams, even um, yeah. Sam Schwartz yep. is very uh, can he's he's stiff in a charming way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that those gestures and actions add to the joke. Yep. And Sydney, I mean, Sydney is super. Uh, gesticulating yep yep <laughs> gesticulating sydney you're gesticulating <laughs> that's a good word uh, that's another uh, ryan word yeah, i'm gonna add go. yeah. <laughs> i just think of her waving her little her little arm little, yeah her arm. <laughs> but, uh, i remember that but... she does a lot of that yep uh, I... bob bob i mean yep. really even you and even you. Yeah. <laughs> let's not forget. Let's not forget Justin Rademacher. Uh, it's even oh. when I so when I think of Seinfeld, um, I don't think of act outs. But if you watch him on stage in the early years, even before his TV show, he was he you the cock of the eyebrow, the little gesture with the hand, his feet. Even he was very rehearsed. Okay. And so yeah, I can't. His, his face. To- his yeah. face told a lot of the story. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would have a hard time thinking of any pro comic that doesn't, even Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg, like, even just his look, like, mm-hmm. he would, like, close his eyes behind his sunglasses, mm-hmm. but that was still a good thing to... Stephen Wright. Again, I, you know, I think of the most deadpan comedians that I can possibly think of, and Stephen Wright would probably be right in there, but even he had act-outs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I have some act outs. I, I'm gonna start trying to get into more of those because mm-hmm. um, I I've, I have them every now and then, like the thirty second to a minute long bit. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna try to get more act. What outs is in your there. longest bit? Uh, I have one that's like a, a minute and thirty. I think. I was, gonna, I was gonna say thirty six seconds. Yeah, I was gonna say seventeen seconds. Oh, I don't think I can search. That's all right. I believe you. Yeah. I mean, the question would be is if you remember what it is. Her longest bit. My longest bit. It's something to do with um, the Flash. Like, do you remember the Flash or not the Flash? Um, it's a superhero. It's a superhero. Um, blind superhero. What's his name? Cyclops. No. Daredevil. 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 It's about Daredevil. Because um, I compare Daredevil to like there's a TV series and a movie. Let's see if I can at least search Daredevil and see. I don't remember if it's... It's fine. There we go. Right there. It's okay. uh, 54 seconds cool. is, is 
I, I feel like I have one that's longer, but yeah, it's basically talking about um, the Daredevil movie, and it's I, I basically say that I feel like the movie should have if you if you're trying to tailor towards that audience, it should have uh, almost very little visual, but really good sound. Hmm. And then vice versa, they should have another superhero mm-hmm. that is basically it's all visual, mm-hmm. and then there's like little to no sound. You know, uh, Lou Ferrigno. Do you remember Lou Ferrigno? Oh yeah, yep. Who played the Hulk? Mm-hmm. Yep. He was deaf. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So he's basically like the actor version of Sam Bondis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they look like physically they're the same. <laughs> you know, oh, they are. Yeah. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> don't make Sam angry. I've never seen him angry and we don't want to see him angry. Yeah, we, I don't want to see him angry. Oh, man. That's funny. But yes, I, I got a few that are longer, but I haven't actually done them on stage. Um, because again, I don't know if I have trimmed the fat. I need to go and trim... The, the stuff that's not yeah. necessary. Yeah. So it's actually much shorter than 54 seconds. The rest it's is just m- most likely. Crap. Yeah. The most, <laughs> it's probably a 10 second joke. <laughs> <laughs> I just say it in 54 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was one of my earlier jokes because that's when I feel like it's when the TV series came out on Netflix. It was hmm. like really popular hmm. on Netflix at the time. And so I was thinking about it and I'm like, oh, I'll write it down. And yeah. And that's, you know, and that's something that I don't do and I watch other comics do is like Anthony Jesselnick. He'll repeat things. And I'm trying to figure out when the right time is to repeat the exact same words. Mm. And I think it goes back to that musicality and rhythm that um, we were talking about, particularly Vandy earlier. Yeah. uh, Is that um, there might be a time and place to actually put words in that seem superfluous, superfluous. Uh, but actually, but do add to the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and that, that's something I struggle with. Well, I've, I've noticed it work really well for you. Like on a couple of jokes that where, I've seen where I repeat something, where you repeat yeah. it and it works and like, yeah. You, like, yeah. And I've, yeah. 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 Thanks. Mm-hmm. Been experimenting with that. John Caparulo. He repeats a lot. Who does? It can get on my Jeff nerves Rule. really quick, so hopefully he yeah. does it well. Yeah, Vandy, who does it? John Caparulo. <laughs> I'm making you repeat can you it. Do that again. <laughs> do you have a string? Do it again. That's what who, I was trying to get at. Who did he say it was? Yeah, I was trying to see how many times I could get you to do it, but without noticing. I would have said it all night. <laughs> that was. Uh, I enjoyed that. <laughs> that was smart humor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, see, we we get funny on here every now Uh and then. (laughs) But, well, sweet. I think that's our first 10 questions. Oh, my gosh. That's only the first 10. Let's go. Yeah, that's only the first 10. I'll pick up the pace. We're we're halfway through. Yeah, we're halfway through. What what are you at for recording-wise? I know you have it a little longer than me. Hour 52. Oh, there we go. That's not bad. You're on pace for getting close to the record. uh, So, globally, your podcast ranks 12,000 in the world. Is it currently right there? Because I know last time we looked at it, that's what it was at. We're probably top ten now. Yeah. Just well, it was before this show. Now we're. Yeah, my yeah. goal will be to get you in the top twenty thousand. <laughs> we're we're gonna be in the top twenty thousand when we're done. That's funny. Oh, he's actually he's looking it up real quick. Um, Do as... you feel like tortured and misunderstood artists? <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Is that your question? I, uh, I, can, I can answer it. It or, can be a question. I'll, 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 it wasn't one of my planned questions. So I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I'm tortured. I feel like I've had like some like setbacks, I guess, but not like anything like terrible. Like obviously like there's been like some, some harder things that have happened in my life. Like my brother passed. That was, that yeah, was tough. Yeah. Um, How I, old were you when that happened? Um, it was 2013. I was 23. Huh. Yep. So he, I was 23. He was 19. Huh. Yeah. So that was, that was a tough moment. Um, but yeah. Where I mean, were you? I was at my mom's house. So I, I, I didn't know exactly. So um, the, the story is he, he had been missing for about a week. So hmm. he tr- took the decals off of his truck and he just went away for a little while. Um, the only evidence that we had was he used his credit card close to home in River Falls, Wisconsin. And then they had video evidence of, of that. But it, it was the truck without the decals. That's the only reason they knew. Then he was gone for about a week. Then they found his truck in Utah. And they found him. Um, it was they, they found his body, I should say, at the bottom of a cliff. And so um, I haven't read the police reports, but it could be like on accident, or it could be something that he did to himself. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm 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 kind of thinking I know what it is, but it's it's tough to say. So what decals were on the truck? He had some decals like. Um, I think he had Don on there, and then it was like uh, not bar. It was almost like the barbed wire tattoo almost feel um, mm-hmm. on the top of his truck. Mm-hmm. Um, I and think he had a Packers logo on there because he's like had a little bit of. He wasn't like a huge uh, football fan, so he but, took them off so that he couldn't be tracked because uh, that would be an identifying characteristic of the yes, truck, as yeah. opposed to say the license plate. Yeah, so uh, that's a, hmm. that's another question that I mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they talked about it in the police report. I haven't read that yet, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's definitely something because I was actually I, so I was at my house at my mom and uh, stepdad and brother's house at the time, mm-hmm. and I got a call from my grandpa, and you could tell. Like al- mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. like just the tone of his voice, mm-hmm. and that's so horrible. Yeah, it was it was probably the hardest phone, one of the mm-hmm. hardest phone calls he had to make, um, mm-hmm. other than other people he had to talk to that mm-hmm. day. I'm assuming, um, but yeah, he he hardly said anything during that phone conversation, and I knew, and I just I sat there and I just I was I, I was downstairs in my room. Um, I think uh, Chuck and I, my stepdad, were, were watching a football game, mm-hmm. and. I just started going upstairs. I walked upstairs, didn't say a word to Chuck. I just kind of walked by him and I like sat upstairs and I was like in a rocking chair and I was like shaking like this. I just mm-hmm. couldn't stop shaking. Mm-hmm. And you were 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was 23. I was, I couldn't stop shaking. And my mom, like I, I hadn't cried yet. I, mm-hmm. I was just kind of like just shaking at that point. Mm-hmm. And then my mom's like, what's going on? And that's, I just bawled. Mm-hmm. I just started bawling at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up, going for a walk by myself for I don't even know how long. I just walked. I, I can't just, imagine. Yeah, I just I just walked. Um and it was night so my mom was really worried. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it was it was tough. Um obviously the the reason I I, I have a tattoo for him. Mm-hmm. Um the reason I got what I have, um I have you I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's a, a can of squirt mm-hmm. and cherry pie filling hmm. um a can of cherry pie filling because the the night i found out i was actually working in a twins game and i was coming home and i think that's when we were watching a game together afterwards um and i stopped because i needed to get gas and i was thirsty so i'm like oh i'm gonna go inside and i, I got a squirt 
I hadn't had it in a long time. So I'm like, but I loved it as a kid. But I was like our grapefruit. drink. Grapefruit. Yeah, mm-hmm. grapefruit. Yep, mm-hmm. it was our, our drink as kids um, at my grandma's house. And then I got home and there was a cherry pie, which is weird mm-hmm. because Chuck is actually allergic to cherries. He mm-hmm. likes eating it every now and then, mm-hmm. but there was just cherry, uh, cherry pie. Mm-hmm. And so we had that that night. And then I was thinking of an idea for a tattoo for him. And obviously squirt and cherry happened that night. Um, and that was a thing that we had at grandma's house. We would drink squirt and we would eat cherry pie filling right out of the can, mm-hmm. not make a pie of it, just just eat it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I got the, <laughs> yeah, I got the, the I'll show you a picture. But, of you it. know what? I've tasted that. It is good. Yeah. Cherry pie filling right out of a can. Yeah. It's, it's really that's good. It's pretty redneck, but yep. yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I, that's what I ended up getting a tattoo. So this is the, mm-hmm. the tattoo on my back. Mm-hmm. It's on my that's left. That's a good tattoo. Yeah. It's on my left shoulder mm-hmm. blade. And then it goes to that on, hmm. on my front. Hmm. Uh, so it says Donovan RIP 19. Mm-hmm. And the squirt is going up and over my shoulder, dripping down to his name. Hmm. Um, but the reason I got it where I got it was because I, I know he's always there, but I can't always see him. That's mm-hmm. why it's on my back. Mm-hmm. He's always looking over my shoulder mm-hmm. and he's close to my heart. Hmm. So that's the hmm. significance of the, hmm. the placement and, uh-huh. and the actual uh-huh. tattoo itself. What's the closest you've been to death? That's another good question. I don't even know. Um, that was one of my questions. Okay, that is a good question. Um, I feel like the closest I've ever been was I was downstairs again at my mom and Chuck's house, mm-hmm. and I was eating a mozzarella stick downstairs by myself, and I started choking, and so I went over to we had like uh, the all in one like you could play foosball, mm-hmm. air hockey, all mm-hmm. that like it was one of those little things, mm-hmm. and I started banging on it just. Just hitting it, just making as as much noise as I could. Oh. I, was, I was trying to like, rather than pushing your chest into it, I doing was. a self Heimlich. I, I did that to start. Okay, I did that, but mm-hmm. it wasn't working. So I just started slapping the mm-hmm. the table, and that's how I masturbate. Uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, but um. Yeah, so I, I started banging on the table, and Chuck was getting upset. He's like, why are you making so much noise? Why are you making so much noise? And he finally came down and yeah, gave me the Heimlich. because you couldn't talk. Yeah. That's yep. true choking. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So if I, you can I, talk, just let them be because they'll work it out. But if they can't talk. No, I couldn't talk. Yeah. That's why I was banging Ugh. the table, and Ugh. he finally came down and gave me the Heimlich. How close and... do you think you were to passing out? I don't know. It's tough. What's the longest you can hold your breath? Uh when I timed it, it was just over a minute. Yeah. I want to say like a minute 20 uh-huh. maybe huh. was the longest huh. I've – maybe 30. I can't remember. But That's a scary story. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. It was scary. Like, I I think about it every now and then, especially like when I'm eating mozzarella sticks. Yeah, you're I am chewing. Chew I am yeah. chewing Smaller that. bites. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was a scary one. So what's the closest Vandy's been to death? Had a few. Been quite a bit actually. I've told the story a few times. I've had a gun pulled on me three times in my life. Wow. Which, uh, were they all as bad as that sounds, or were some of them worse than others? Uh, one, only one of them really scared me. And uh, one was I was working at, I managed a car wash, and this, and, uh, this, this is the one that scared me. Was I, I managed a car wash, and this kid came in, and he held me up by gunpoint, but he was shaking yeah. tremendously yeah. with a finger on the trigger. Yeah. And he just had this blank look yeah. in his eyes. That, that was the time that I was really scared. That what did I you say to him? Pull... 
I just told him, dude, this isn't worth it. I go, I don't have any money here. This is a car wash. I go, the the trouble that you're going to get in isn't worth what I have here. Mm -hmm. I go, if you just, just put the gun away, just leave. I said, I won't even call the cops, man. Mm -hmm. Just get out of here. I go, this isn't worth it. Did that work? Yeah. Hmm. He just took off running. Hmm. But it was a long talk. I mean, it, that's a short version of the conversation mm -hmm. that we had. Mm -hmm. But that was what, the was, what did he good. say? He was saying things like, give me the money, right? Or He goes, no, dude, I just, I, I need the money. I need the money. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't have, I go, I have maybe 50 bucks here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, and you didn't even, you didn't even give him for? that? Huh? He got nothing? Or did you give yeah, him he, the got, 50? He, he got nothing. Hmm. Did you report it then? I told my boss. I didn't even call the cops. Yeah. Yeah. So you fulfilled your promise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we got held up at gunpoint when I worked a job in high school. I worked at Dairy Queen, and we got tied up by the phone cords, and they, they held us up at gunpoint. And then another time I was at... Um, railroad crossing and a guy took a big old swig out of a jack daniels bottle and then points the gun at me and yells out his window he goes you're next oh and, and so uh i didn't i didn't go home i i literally he followed me he was following me forever and i didn't go home so i just drove straight to a police station um i do not want to it, do landscaping with you <laughs> <laughs> no. said, give me all your shovels yeah give me all your shovels <laughs> dude it's not worth it uh, I've never You've had only any problems with landscaping <laughs> I, did, I have had some scary deaths while working though like this winter we were loading a skid loader up on a trailer and we have uh, this plow it's a quad and it has wings that metal wings on the plow that fold forwards and backwards. And I went to go hook up to the chain and the kid that was in the skid flung the wings back and it, it hit me because oh. I was bent down. It hit me on the head and sent me flying over the trailer next to us. Wow. But if it wouldn't have th picked me up and thrown me, I would have been stuck in between the wing and the trailer. And it probably would have just sliced me right in half. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Does that uh, does do you have flashbacks on that one? Is that that would that would be something I would not be able to forget. I mean, I would I would yeah. That would, I, every time I think of it, I would shiver and yip. I would yeah. just be yip yip. Yeah, that I would get the yips. Really... <laughs> That's crazy. I, I I would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't be able to get near that machine ever again. Mm -hmm. I I worked in that machine for <laughs> eighteen hours. That That's night. actually the kid. That kid. That kid. <laughs> yeah, that, that. I would never get near that kid again. Yeah. I would never let that kid near me working yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh. That, that kid was shook more than I was. Good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that mm -hmm. hopefully it taught him a lesson to be careful. Right. And then um, I grew up on a farm. Yeah, me too. And uh, we were out in the out in the pasture and we had my grandpa had a mean ass bull one time hmm. and that thing came charging after me and my cousin mm -hmm. we shouldn't have been out in the pasture grandpa always told us not to go out mm -hmm. there when the bull was out there mm -hmm. and that bull charged us and we jumped 
the gate just mm-hmm. in time and he smoked the gate. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a close near death experience, but it could have been. Oh, it sure yeah. could have been. Did he have horns? Uh, was he no. dehorned? No. He but, was dehorned. But still, he weighed 2,000 pounds. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a big. Yeah. yeah. My brother was pinned by our bull between the horns into a wall. Whoa. So the, the horns. The bull just walked it just went and pinned him to the wall. So they didn't get him. It didn't was just... get him. He was just pinned. He couldn't move. And my brother, we always went in. Whenever you went in to water the bull or feed the bull, you would bring a baseball bat or a pitchfork or something with you. But that wasn't going to work yeah. in that situation. And and that's just how it was yeah. <laughs> on that farm. Do you have all your fingers? Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm lucky I have all my limbs. Yeah. We would do so many stupid things. Oh, really? Straddling, straddling PTOs, pushing corn into augers with your feet, mm, riding, yep. um, riding the hay rack elevator, the chain that oh. would bring the hay bales up into the hayloft. Yep. We would ride that chain up into the hayloft while it was running. Oh, man. And then you'd be up in the hayloft working all day with stacks of bales, like 14, 15 bales high. I'm lucky to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> On the farm. I've had a 900-pound bale roll over the top of me. Yeah, we didn't have round bales then. I mean, they have round bales now. We had all square bales. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we, I... had, we had square bales forever, and then yeah. Grandpa finally got a, a round baler. Yeah. yeah. So I don't – but 900 pounds, that's, that's not uh, good. No. So it rolled over you? Yeah. Wow. Thank God we were, like, in a muddy yeah. ground, oh, but it yeah. didn't really huh. – it, it, like, pushed you into the ground more than anything? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't live on a farm, but my grandma had a, a hobby farm. Mm-hmm. I did sheep and um like landscaping and like uh gardening and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I remember doing the the hay bales and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was only the bales. It wasn't the big round ones that they have today. Mm-hmm. Like we had a we had a sheep named Bucky <laughs> and he was a he was a ram and he would fertilize the ewes. <laughs> and he would charge anybody who came into the pasture but he was a sheep not a bull yeah and, but if he caught you when you weren't looking it would knock you down and maybe break your leg yeah he'd knock you down yeah for sure but so i would go in there and i would i would stand underneath this apple tree that had a really low branch and he'd come at me and i'd grab the branch and i'd lift myself up near to go right underneath and eventually i'd get the timing down so then I would go out in the middle of the pasture and I would just jump up in the air and go right underneath me. <laughs> so then I would go over to the shed and I would stand in front of the shed and he would come at me and I'd jump up in the air and he'd hit his head right into the shed. And just <laughs> bang. And it was entertaining for everybody who came to visit. Yeah. I, I would they'd go down and play with Bucky. Go down and, and I'd get a little cape and I'd do all that kind of crazy stuff. But so this is how I know how stupid sheep are. So I can rank the hierarchy of animal intelligence because so bucky would come at me he'd hit his head on the i mean like a ram like a ram in the in the national geographic videos he'd just rear up on his legs and he'd go down with his head right into the shed and then he would it it would be so hard he would just then back up and he would shake his head uh side to side and he'd wait maybe five ten seconds and then he would do it again like like he forgot that it happened He would do it three times, and then he wouldn't do it for like an hour. Okay. Then if I go back in an hour, he'd do it again. Yep. Because wow. that was his memory. Yeah. That's all. The, that's all he could remember. Sheep are so stupid. 
Dang. Sheep, <laughs> stupid sheep. <laughs> Aw, that's, that's that's where it comes from. That makes me feel bad for being a Los Angeles Rams fan yeah, now. Yeah, well. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense yeah. what you mentioned. Yeah, because <laughs> after they lose, I forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll watch them again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the twins. The, close, I, I the got twins it. actually won the, the World Series. Yeah. Well, the, the the Rams won the Super Bowl. Did they? Yeah, this last year. They didn't deserve yeah. it. They're they're, they're the current know. Super Bowl Are champions. They? Wow, yeah. that's how little I pay attention. <laughs> they're doing really well this year. They're three and three this year. Hmm. They're not not bad, but they're. Not good. <laughs> the the closest I actually really did come from death was uh, I was logging in Wisconsin for like a oh, summer. Oh boy, yeah. And Loggers. we were taking down trees, and they were dragging them up the hills. Mm-hmm. And one of the the cables broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the tree came rolling down right at me. I was down at the bottom hooking up the trees as this, and then they drug them up. Well, when it broke, it was coming right at me, and I couldn't go left, and I couldn't go right, and I found two trees, and I wiggled myself down in between the two trees, and that tree rolled right over the top. Yuck, sir. Wow. And 20 minutes after that, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably a smart choice. Yeah. That, that's. Yeah, that is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Wow. Yep. But farming is there. right up there, too. Yeah. I worked there for six months, and in that six months, that happened to me. I saw a guy get thrown up in the air, the chainsaw come down and cut off his arm. Oh. And I saw a guy cut a tree, and the, the ass end of the tree, the bottom, kicked out mm-hmm. and hit him in the chest and threw him 20 feet in the air. Wow. Did he survive that? Yeah. He hmm. finished the day. Oh, my gosh. Wow. He finished the day of work, and then he went to the doctor that night and found out he cracked three ribs. Wow. I go, I go three cracked ribs, it's still pretty freaking impressive. I go, you're one tough son of a... <laughs> I wouldn't be able to finish a, a day as a casino host if that <laughs> happened. <laughs> and I feel like that's way easier compared to that. Wow. That's nuts. Like, you're still doing physical mm-hmm. activity all day, the rest of the day, with three cracked ribs. That's tough to breathe if you, like, d- hurt a rib well, a little. He wasn't exactly a small boy, so. Hmm. But still. Yeah. Well, that was my question. That Closest to death. Yeah, that's a that's Is a that question. a new one for the podcast? Yeah, I don't. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I like it. Do you, do you have any other questions? Yeah. What was your next question? Uh, so what do you think Vandy's greatest talent is? What is he really good at? His greatest talent, I want to say, is well. I have two answers. Mm-hmm. So Vandy used to be really, really good pitcher in baseball. Oh, yep. He was like on his way. Like he was going to be a. Were you, were you on your way uh, yeah. to some? Uh, to what am I trying to say? Like triple A, double A, single A. I was in rookie. I was in rookie ball. Rookie ball. Which team? Oh, just uh, the Reds. Cincinnati. But yeah, so he, he was really good, and then he, he tore his rotator cuff. Mm-hmm. He's a lefty, but he tore his rotator cuff, mm-hmm. and so now he's not able to do that. Hmm. Um, but now I would say his greatest talent is probably bowling. Hmm. And so then, Vandy, do you agree that that – what do you think your greatest talent is? Mm. 
Yeah, I'd probably have to say bowling right now. Bowling or... You're a really good, good golfer. He's yeah. a really good golfer. Hmm. So he's just good in sports in general. Yeah. Especially patient yeah. sports that require yes. a level of precision. Yeah. Because pitching does. What was your best pitch? I had a good curve. I had a really good curve. It would break from your head down to your knees. And you could control it for strikes. And I could control it, yeah. Hmm. That was the biggest thing. I had really good control. Hmm. He never struck me out, though. <laughs> he never pitched against me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my guess. That's my guess. Uh, so, Vandy, what is Justin Rademacher's best talent or his greatest skill? There's so many. I know it. I can see. I can, I can see him going through the Rolodex now <laughs> in his head. I, his greatest skill is probably organization. Okay. I... You're the most organized guy I know. Um, but for as like a skill, I would say you're. I guess it's not podcasting or jokes or disc golf or anything. Well, it's clearly not obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I would say writing and comedy. You're, you write more than any comedian that I probably have met. I like to write a lot. I got like if you look at this, I'm going to show Danny quick. Here's my PowerPoint slide. Mm-hmm. I have four thousand two hundred and eighty-seven slides. Holy cow! Yeah, and each one is like each one of these is a joke. Um, obviously, I have like this one just says mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Like this is a naughty, rotty movie mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't know what that means. But... It, it's it's for me. It's basically just saying that it's a it's a dirty joke about a movie. Hmm. Basically, is what that. And how does it reveal itself? So um, this is this is just like a category. So if I wanted okay. to categorize my jokes, mm-hmm. this is how I have them categorized right mm-hmm. now. So like mm-hmm. this one is. Um, uh, one about a, a naughty business. This one's about oh, <laughs> amputees. Okay. Yeah, Speak I know. of the devil. I know. Yep. So like that. That one was. It's a, it's a naughty Roddy, but I talk mm-hmm. about like I want to. The joke is I want to start a, a t-shirt company mm-hmm. for people that have one or both of their arms amputated. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call them amputee shirts. Okay. So that's one I haven't used on stage because I'm not sure if it's appropriate yeah. or not. So yeah. that's that's why I haven't said that one. Um, obviously now I have, but that one I haven't said on stage. Um, this one is – I haven't read this one. Um, yeah, that one's a dumb one. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, let me <laughs> – yeah. Let I, me ask you while you peruse those then. Do you what do you think your greatest talent is? Um what are you really good at? I I agree. I I really think I'm a good writer or at least mm-hmm. the quantity is there. Mm-hmm. I'm working on the quality. I mm-hmm. want to make sure that I get my my joke mm-hmm. quality better. Mm-hmm. Um but I I I write a lot. Hmm. So that I feel mm-hmm. like that's a very good talent of mine. Um I'm getting better at disc golf. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be decent at bowling. My average was 201 at its peak, um, which is, is good, but, like, there's definitely, like, Vandy's mm-hmm. is, what is your average on you, usually, like, 230? Uh, 220s, somewhere around the 220s. Highest it's ever been is 227. Oh, okay. And, okay, so then, uh, Vandy, what is your proudest moment in your life? What do you? What is your greatest accomplishment? Having my daughter. 
I was going to say you can't say that, but I didn't say that because you <laughs> didn't right. strike me as someone who would fall back on that. Okay. But so, <laughs> yeah. So other other than that. Yeah. Um, proudest moment. Is probably Don't give back, him hints. Well, what are do, you doing? I, I was just going to say it's probably back no, when he met what? me. Okay. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> it's, it's just going to be a joke. It wasn't actually. <laughs> Say I'm pretty proud of this podcast. This is one of the proudest things. Okay, I've and then what is your proudest moment in comedy in your comedy career? Um, first time I ever did a black crowd. I heard that story. That is a good thing. And then they invited you back, bad. or you went back. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. was good. Yeah, I'd be curious to hear those sets. It was pretty good. Are they recorded? It was it was it was scary the first time. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Were they recorded? No. Hmm. No, I never record. Ah. Good. <laughs> yeah. So that's why he asked that question. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, did we change your mind on recording? Are you going to Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you record? Uh I like the spontaneous of my jokes. Mm-hmm. And if I record, I think I'll become repetitive. Hmm. So you're afraid of. So like, what if you um, just did one recording? Do you think that you would just do that set again? Is that like your. I get, I get pretty obsessive. So I, if I record something, I know I'm just going to sit there and listen to it 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 and listen to it. Hmm. To where now I'm just going to go up there and be a machine and it's not going to have any emotion mm. in the story. Where I'll tell you, I'll do, I'll go up and I'll tell my story one night and you'll hear it and you'll laugh your ass off maybe, maybe not. But then you'll see me at another place the following night and I'm telling the same story. Same concept, same story, same everything, but it's totally different. Hmm. You think, if I, if but yeah. you don't know for I, sure because yeah. you haven't recorded it. There you go. <laughs> I've heard people tell me. <laughs> I saw, I saw, I've, I've had people tell me where you did it way different tonight. I huh. go, yeah, probably. I go, I, I get the just of the story. The just in. And then I, just <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> change things here and there. Yeah. Phantom memories. Well, uh, yeah, so I, I was going to ask you the question then. What's oh. your proudest accomplishment? Um, my proudest accomplishment? Um, I am kind of proud that I can say that I have my face up at Target Field. Um, you I, know that is fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I have my face on at Target uh-huh. Field. Um, I got onto the, the Magic Moments um, employee wall of fame, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I've seen that. Yep. Yeah, I've so, seen it. Yep, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be able to say that. Um Otherwise, for like comedy, yeah. Um, I was really, I'm proud where I'm at now. Because um, before, when I did comedy, I, I I've been writing since 2010, and I've been performing sporadically, mm-hmm. but never constantly. Mm-hmm. And so this is the most I've ever done comedy, mm-hmm. like in my life, yeah. like performing yeah. wise. Um, making that commitment to yes. to make it a habit. Yes, making that it is a an habit. Accomplishment. Yep. So mm-hmm. that was huge. Um mm-hmm. just getting there the first day Vandy bringing me to to Dublin's that night was huge. Hmm. That was that was a very good accomplishment. I wish I could remember that night. Yeah, it was the uh, Gavin was um hosting that night. Hmm. 
I'm sure there's a recording of it. I'm, I'm sure there curious is. Curious to know what date that was. I I'm sure I have it in my phone. I can mm-hmm. maybe tell you after mm-hmm. after the podcast. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was very a proud moment. And then right after that show, uh, Frankie invited me to the one-liner contest. Yes, that was yes. that was awesome. Like uh-huh. just doing one set, and then like you guys were so welcoming, mm-hmm. and like yeah. all of a sudden now you're like putting me in the mm-hmm. show, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it it made me feel really good about we, my. We fake our authenticity. Oh, very well. you guys do yes. it very well. <laughs> 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 Until we manipulate you and stab you in the back. <laughs> well, I haven't seen that side yet, yeah. so. Uh... Uh, well, we let it play out over a long period of time. That's how you gain trust. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what else? Was it? That's it. They're doing All right. the long con on you now. Yeah. So, um, let's p- plow into those questions more, right? Is that... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you don't want it. You don't have any yet. Uh Or do you want to? I've asked. Four. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, six. I've asked six so far. Okay. Well, if any others Mm -hmm. like come up, like if it's Mm -hmm. related to any of this, let us know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, let's get into the the second half of our questions for you. Um, So our next question is, do you have any other hobbies outside of comedy that Mm -hmm. you feel like might help comedy? They probably all do in some way. I I run every day, um, almost every day. I try to exercise every day. And that time is meditative so oh yeah i will i think i told frankie that i will um it's hard to write a joke when i'm running but i can think of tags more i can Mm. play jokes over my head and sometimes i'll print out my set list and carry it with me and try to memorize it Mm -hmm. especially i have a big show coming up Mm, yeah and i'll listen to podcasts like yours yep yep while i'm running yeah i i love listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. that's when i do a lot of a lot of thinking mm-hmm. too. Um, the two that I, I go out, uh, I listen to all the time is "You Made It Weird" and um, "Working It Out" with Mike Birbiglia. Hmm. Um, I love those two, and hmm. so it's they're mainly comedy, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so I, I I meditate and think about comedy, but I at the same time I'm not mm-hmm. thinking about it. Yeah, if that makes sense. When I run, I actually do try to not do anything but run and to just focus on the repetitive footsteps and yeah. the breathing and just time to not think about anything but mm-hmm. that's very difficult usually something pops into my head yeah i try to do that when i wake up in the morning i mm-hmm. usually take some time and i don't do anything i just mm-hmm. lay in bed mm-hmm. and i just kind of do that as a meditation mm-hmm. and i sometimes i think of stuff because i obviously, call that napping yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just a bomb i, I wake up and i nap um <laughs> usually for eight hours a day uh-huh. uh, i'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, no, I usually do that for a little while, maybe like 20 minutes max. Um, but I like just sit and not think. But obviously like, when you're meditating, sometimes things just pop up. But I just try to like let it flow. I don't try to uh-huh. stop it. Uh-huh. I don't try to control it. Uh-huh. I just let it go. Huh. Um, and I get some jokes from it. Uh-huh. I get just relaxation from it. I get a lot from it, but it's different each time. How much time do you spend doing that? Usually between like 10, 20 minutes, um, depending mm-hmm. on the day. So like tomorrow I have to get up a little early um, mm-hmm. to go work my other job. And so I'm going to get up early. So I, I might not do it as long. Um, mm-hmm. I try to do it every day if I can. Um, but like if I'm in a hurry, I maybe only do like five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a very good time for me to, because I, 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 my mind isn't really working at that time, but it kind of gets my mind going at the same time too. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a nice relaxing way to get into the day. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I also play chess. Oh, that's I a good play one. a lot of chess. Nice. Which, I'll have to play chess against you sometime. Yeah. I, I love chess. I don't play mm-hmm. it like hardly ever because hmm. like nobody I know wants to play. So I'll have to play you and I have to play Frankie. Cause... I know. We could have a little tournament. Yeah, we'll have to have a little chess tournament. <laughs> She's surprisingly good. I mean, surprisingly only because not very many people are good at chess. Yeah. It's a tough game to master. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyhow. So, yeah. And I think chess teaches you a lot of things about p- patience. I was going to say patience. Mm-hmm teaches patience and then mm-hmm. also like different ways of thinking mm-hmm. like because you can you can obviously like you could attack you could do defense you could do mm-hmm. multiple things but you mm-hmm. gotta kind of think on your feet mm-hmm. a lot of the time mm-hmm. uh i've been getting into building my stereo system oh that's cool i've been collecting these stereo components for oh, probably 20 years now and I finally put oh. in the piece de la resistance. <laughs> what, what what's the what's the the big? Uh, a Macintosh turntable. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's it's... why you were asking about the turntable. Yeah, over there. yeah, because yeah. I've been getting into vinyl lately. Okay. And, and, and records. Yeah. <laughs> vinyl Same. shorts. Vinyl Same. shorts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my fetish. Everything vinyl. Uh, I'm just happy it's legal. Uh, I. I, I uh... I've been getting into vinyl as well. I just sent mm-hmm. Roddy a picture of uh, two com- comedy uh, records I found. Oh, you house. know what? I should go back and get those because that's what I grew up with. I mean, I had the original Carlins. I had the original Steve Martins with King yeah. Tut and yep. Comedy's Not Pretty and Wild and Crazy Guy. I had that on vinyl. And then when CDs yeah. came out, I went immediately to my record store and I sold all my vinyl oh. and moved it into CDs. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but... Then slowly over time, I mean, I was a DJ for th- four years. Mm. I was a nightclub DJ, so I know every song from 1988 until 1992. That's awesome. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I, I have a very small, but I was actually, for a while, I was a DJ at an oldies club. So okay. I actually learned quite a bit about the 1950s and 60s and 70s, too. And then nice. when I moved to the DJ at the nightclub where I was learning how to beat mix, that's when I learned things about rave music because mm. rave rave was just coming out at that time. Yeah, and uh, and then things like CNC Music Factory and Soul to Soul and Prince and Replacements and yeah. some progressive music. So, yeah. And then when I quit DJing in 1992, October 1992. <laughs> Then my music knowledge just drops off a cliff. <laughs> it's amazing. That's funny. So something in November of 1992 that, that came out that month, you're just like, I, uh, yep, I have yep. no idea. Nope, never. And then somebody's Who, who's like, that? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I, I know everything about Depeche Mode pre-1992, but none of that old stuff. <laughs> or none of the young, new stuff yeah. that the kids are into. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that's got to help with... Sorry, I knocked my thing. Um, knocked your thing. Yeah, I knocked the little PodTrack P4. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not a sponsor, but uh, <laughs> not yet. Um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, I, I was going to say that that's got to help with comedy, like just being a, being a DJ. Like that's got to be. Yeah, I hated talking into the mic. Oh, I interesting. I hated it. Uh, all I What I loved doing was controlling the crowd with the music and hmm. the beat mixing. And so I would work really hard to get the rhythm to go up and down and then slow music at the right point and then bring them back. And I kind of, 
And I could see doing this in comedy too, where I actually wasn't wouldn't be on stage, but I'd be organizing the show because I don't mind being the puppet master. Mm. I kind of like the idea of being. I don't need the publicity. I don't need to be the front person. I like just controlling things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like. I don't mind it. I, yeah. So getting I, uh, show set up and knowing who who to put yep, where and yep. why uh, and. I think I would probably be a good producer or. Um, agent. Okay. And it's probably what I should be doing. Because, I, I mean, so I think I'm good at comedy relative to the general population, but I don't know that I'll ever be at the level where I could make six figures doing it. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to give up, and I like doing it, but I just see so many comedians that are so good. And I think, ah, am I going to do that? But I do think I great ones out there. Yeah, I I do know what I think is good comedy, and I think I and I know business pretty well, so I think I could probably manage comedians. Yeah. So where did this story come from? I don't remember. Well, I just I, I said that it, uh, being a DJ would like yeah. Be really good so in. being a DJ was being the puppet master of the crowd yeah. because I didn't talk into the mic unless the owner told me that I had to do an announcement about some special. Yeah, and then I would. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because at, yeah. at that point you have to listen yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have my job. Yeah. So I'm like. Uh, We've got Bud Lights by the front door in the tub, and they make you attractive. And if you buy those beers, you will get laid tonight. That's what I used to say. <laughs> Two for ones for the next hour. Yeah. Uh, is it true that the when you buy beer, because they used to, the, the place would be so packed that you couldn't get to the bar. Sometimes. Oh yeah. And so you almost had to go wall to wall people. So if the owner, the owner was really a good. He was brilliant, and um, he would set up this tub, like a wash tub full of ice and just Michelob lights. And it would be like, back then it was like a buck a bottle or something. Mm, Yeah. And because it was that early 90s. And so you just come up, you give them a dollar, they give you a bud. And it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And it was all cash. And so, and he wanted me to, direct people away from the bar to that tub. And so that was one of the announcements that I would make. That, that, Makes sense. Like, that's very smart. And we had a promotion at that bar that we could do even on comedy night, which would be fun, which was called Dead Giveaway. We would, we, we would just go to the, we would go to Target or Walmart and just buy these stupid cheap gifts like Nerf guns and oh, yeah. hula hoops and just pass them out to everybody. That's cool. Yeah. I've, I've actually, we did that a little bit. Um, at the casino? Not at no. the casino. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to manage a band called the Moonlight Community. It's mm-hmm. my friend's band, hmm. Josh. Um, he's in it. Um, we used to do that. I, I used to, like, host those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we did one at Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. And I had squirrel underwear mm-hmm. that I gave away. So just yeah. weird things. And it would have to be stuff that you couldn't put in your pocket. So people would have to be carrying it around. Yes. And then they would talk about it and yep. laugh about it. and yeah. Yeah, that's the stuff that mm-hmm. we we did. So that way it was mm-hmm. it was talk like, something that people were like, yeah, I went and saw this band. I got squirrel underwear, <laughs> like just something that people that's would talk. That's a great idea. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I was trying uh-huh. to do and so like um I've been trying to do that like think of ideas for like the podcast and stuff like that. Um we did a lot of that when we did Moonlight too. Yeah, yep, for for Moonlight Bowling, we used to uh, <laughs> do Moonlight Bowling mm-hmm. together and we would do uh Obviously, there was cash that you would get for getting strikes and stuff, mm-hmm. um, but we would do games. Like mm-hmm. We would just do random games, like mm-hmm. who can do the most push-ups in this 30 seconds? So, ready, go. And mm-hmm. then whoever did it got a prize or mm-hmm. something like that. So I want to do something like that with the podcast. I think it'd be fun with comedy. Um, like, yeah, I've 
we need to get some some merch for the the podcast and actually one one idea i i always go to the wristbands i love wristbands hmm. for some reason hmm. um we did it with Moonlight. I actually, I did it with um, this thing I was going to do called Down to Game. Mm -hmm. as I, I was going to start this, like, business where I would go places and, like, we would just play games. Um, you could hire me instead of, like, a, a DJ or trivia or open mic or whatever. You'd hire me and we would do games, but we would also be able to do open mics. We would also be able to do, like, other things, um, whether it be karaoke or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, That's a good business idea. Yeah, so I've, I've thought mm -hmm. about that. I have a lot of it written down. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still um, want to do it, but it obviously got hurt. DJing at the antique nightclub was the best job. It was yeah. just a, we would after the bar would close, we would go down in the basement and play cheat your neighbor <laughs> and get drunk. <laughs> yeah, after yeah. And this was a the the bar was like a hundred and twenty years old, and during the during, during the prohibition era, there were tunnels under the bar that you could go under the Red River into North Dakota. What? That they would use oh, as sweet. escape routes. Yeah, but they were all blocked off because they weren't safe. Yeah. But you could go down and look at them. And, and in East Grand Forks at that time, the police were very militant that you could not stay in the bar past one. You had to close that bar down and get out of the bar because no after hours drinking. Mm. So we would Close down the bar and go in the basement and drink. Nice. Yeah. It was fun. Best job. Yeah, I bet. That sounds <laughs> awesome. I... All right. Um, what is your favorite part of doing comedy? And what is your biggest fear in comedy? Uh, you know, hanging out with the comedians is... Uh, I could easily be a hermit and getting out and, <laughs> and uh, interacting with other comedians... Even though it might not seem like it all the time, <laughs> I actually appreciate the personalities of the people who come to the shows. Uh, whether it's Bob or Sydney or Frankie or Sam or Sam or Sam <laughs> <laughs> or Patrick, and, and then you know, and when like Caitlin comes, that's fun too. Uh, the new Sam's girlfriend is seems like a pretty cool person. Um, they're just, there's just something about comedians that isn't like other people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so I really enjoy that part of it. And I know that's not the getting on stage and the telling jokes part, but okay. So then what's the other great part is when you come up with a joke that you know is good and you get up on stage and you, you know, you've got this good joke, or you know, you've got a good set and, and then it does what it's supposed to do. That feels pretty good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I love doing that. Like, where maybe you're not having a like, maybe your set's not going great, but mm -hmm. like in the back of your head, you're like, mm -hmm. I have one. I'm gonna get you guys with. Yeah, just wait for it. Yeah, I've gotten to that point now where I, if one of my jokes bombs, I don't panic anymore. Yeah. and that's, in fact, it's amusing. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so, and so that's fun. Yeah, because you're like, I can turn this around at any point. Yeah, you just gotta. Yeah, I'm just testing some some of this new yeah. stuff out first right now, but. Uh, and then the scariest part, um, I think it'll be, I think comedy will be an indicator of me getting older. Uh, I think that as long as you prioritize something and work hard at something, you get better at something. But one thing that you can't beat is age. Eventually age is going mm -hmm. to start to show itself in my brain. There's going to be an ossification that I'm just not able to be quick anymore. Or my jokes, I just, my jokes are going to be hacky than they are now <laughs> <laughs> and so 
Yeah, I fear age and comedy. Yeah. That's... Oh, you know what? I also fear violence. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a... That's been happening more often, and I'm not just talking about the most recent one. I mean, I've had like three incidents in the last... In 2022, and, you know, two's a coincidence, but three's a trend. Yeah. And I've been seeing it more in a, from a transgender angle than mm. just a comedian angle. And that is sad. Yeah, that's It's very... a sad commentary on our country. And I know Arkansas just passed a law that uh, kids can't get medical care anymore. It's against the law. Mm. And so uh, in Arkansas. And that kind of stuff is, is um, sad. Yeah, that's sad. very sad. So the idea of physical violence, I mean, I'm much more aware of my surroundings now. And again, it's not just because of the recent one, although that has heightened it. Yeah. Um. And part of that is being a woman. Um, I never used to be afraid of my environment, but now I'm much more concerned hmm. about when I leave the bar, yeah. when I'm coming home at night, I make sure I lock. I mean, I used to never lock my doors. Now yeah. they're, they're locked right now. Wow. And when I come down my steps to my house tonight, after this, I will be looking down the steps and I'll be making sure none of the windows are broken. Yeah. I'll be checking the doors. <laughs> yeah. I don't I used to never do that stuff. Wow, that's yeah. that's sad. It is a little sad. That's wow. I hate that. <laughs> but I'm not gonna stop. But yeah. Well yeah, I mean it, it's yeah, it's just sad that it, anybody has to go through any of that. Like I don't know. That's so dumb. It is dumb. It is it, dumb. Yeah. It's just what in the world? It's ignorance. It's, yeah, just a lot of dumb stuff. So many places it's to just, put your energy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's ignorance and uneducation. Yep. Uneducated. Yep. You might have to message me when you get home then. Just so I'd yeah, or I'll maybe I'll, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll be up for a while. Okay. So it'll be yeah, it's about a forty-five minute. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I do. Okay. If, you, if if you forget, it's okay because I Thanks. tell Roddy that every time he leaves my place, yeah. he never texts yeah. me. I always forget. <laughs> it's not that I. It's not that I don't want to do it. I just get home and I like go inside and I'm just like, okay, now it's bedtime. <laughs> How like, did you feel about the jokes about your brother? Uh, like during the roast. Mm-hmm. Like, well, so I was. Uh, Talking to Frankie the night before, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, everything's like, on like everything's game, right? Like mm-hmm. I can use anything." I'm like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine." And she's mm-hmm. like, "Anything, like, I can use anything." <laughs> and then as soon as she said that the second time, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, yeah, you can use anything. I just want to let you know, like my dad's gonna be there." And her uh-huh. jaw dropped, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, "He's he's gonna be there." I'm uh-huh. like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Do I need to warn him?" Uh-huh. She's like, "Would you?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." I, <laughs> I can yeah. do that. Like, yeah, it was good that you warned him. Yeah, well, them. And, yeah, and plus, like, I knew it was a roast. Mm-hmm. Nobody else had put anything off limits. So I'm like, mm-hmm. why would I put anything off limits? Mm-hmm. Like, they'll do it in in good taste. Like, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's not really, in, even, yeah, <laughs> even if do it's it in good uh, taste, even if they don't do it in good taste, like, it the the intention uh-huh. wasn't to like it wasn't directed at him specifically. Uh-huh. It was that that content like so i wasn't going to take it personally uh-huh. no matter what was said i wasn't taking it personally so and that's kind of what i told my dad when vandy says that he wants you to call when you get back home and then i was gonna say well if you go out in the driveway and see decals oh yeah then, <laughs> then you know <laughs> 
So Vandy's Ooh. laughing, but I like it. Are you I okay? Like it. I like it. <laughs> that was the thought that came in yeah. my head, and then I thought, let's just ask. I- I'm about into yeah. roast. I like the roast. Yeah. You could actually you could use that coming up. We got a, a roast battle coming up. Yeah, but it, that was very situational. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. That that's that re- true. It was a callback from yeah. something that had happened very recently. We got to make I, sure everybody in the audience listens to this episode. They will. <laughs> they will. They all promised me. They all promised. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, because we got that coming up. It's gonna be. I'm excited for that too. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. I've already started writing a little it's, bit. I'm sure you have. I have no doubt. You were the only one who was prepared. <laughs> Everybody else had like three jokes. Actually, Frankie was prepared, and it, she just ran up against you in the first round. Yeah. And so she ran into the buzzsaw. Yeah. Well, thank you. It makes mm-hmm. me feel good. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. probably the toughest decision of all the matchups. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good round. She mm-hmm. had some. She, she had did. some hard hitters. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah. It's like, I was like, uh, it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> but. I'm not going to lie, Roddy. It did blow my mind that you won. <laughs> I think everybody was impressed yeah. and surprised. Yeah. Everybody was surprised. Yeah. Which is, it's a I good was thing. surprised. Yeah. It's a good thing. I mean, you want, you yeah. don't want to have the expectation set because no. then it's going to be harder for right. you. Right. Right. But now, now that I did win, I'm, I'm, Expecting this yeah, now you're hard. in the sights. I, I I feel like a few people are going to work a little harder, but maybe not. Yeah, we'll maybe see. Not. But that just means I need to step my game up. Yeah, work isn't fun. Who yeah. wants to work? <laughs> that's why it's I write my jokes just, at the casino. Oh, well, that's why I write. My... <laughs> I said that's why I write my jokes at the casino because I get paid then, and it's yeah. I feel like a professional comedian. Yeah, yeah, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Fandy? I don't remember. I'm sorry. You said it's like, it's like, that's what you said. But anyhow, okay. My bad. I didn't mean to do that to you. It's okay. We're glad you did, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I know we just got talking about, like, fear and, like, your favorite part, but what's the biggest regret in comedy? Or do you have any regrets in comedy? Not enjoying being on stage. Uh being so nervous all the time. I mean, it's hard to not, it's hard to make it a regret because it's hard to control. Yeah. But, you know, all the time I've had pros tell me, have fun. Are you having fun? Have fun up there. Mm. And I'm, especially in the beginning, I was not having fun. Okay. It, it wasn't fun. It was more of a project and a passion and a goal okay. and not fun. So I do try to remind myself to enjoy the journey and it's been happening more and more, and I do think it'll get better and better. So what's the regret? The regret is that, um, yeah, I mean, is it fair to call it a regret? Because I'm not 100% sure how much I can control it. Yeah. Well, it, it's tough because maybe, like, mm-hmm. the only thing I can uh, maybe— Another regret I have. Go ahead. I was yes, going to say, the only regret that I can maybe mm-hmm. th- like get from that is that maybe you didn't enjoy yourself sooner. Yeah, but yeah, but I can't control Yeah, that. exactly. But what I can control— is I can get very catty. Okay. I can be very cutting in my comments to comedians sometimes okay. and my comments to other comedians about other comedians. So like if I see somebody not doing well on stage or somebody telling a joke that I don't like, I'll say something and it can be very uh what nah, catty. Catty is yeah. the word. Mistaken. Uh, mistaken? No. Like, <laughs> no, it's no. pretty obvious. <laughs> to me, anyhow. No, and I think, why did I say that? That was not nice. Yeah. There's a, there's a difference between constructive criticism and just being a 
being mean. Mm. And I can yeah. get on a borderline of mean when I crit- when I critique comics sometimes. Yeah. I have to really be careful. So, and so my regret would be that I say some things that I shouldn't say. Yeah. I think what Vandy were you trying to say like misconstrued? No, mis mistaken. Yeah, not they're not mistaken. mistaken. Okay. My it's oh. my mistake for saying it. Mm. But if you listen to it, you probably don't mistake the meaning. Mm. Yeah. And I, yeah, uh, I do it too often. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's, it's tough, but like, again, like as a, a comedian, I, I enjoy like hearing even the criticisms. Um, I mean, I, I would prefer if it was like a constructive yeah, criticism. I mean, um, but I mean, I understand that. Like, I, I do need to know, like, if I have a joke that's not funny and they're like, maybe you don't see a potential in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe even just like letting me know, like, OK, that one's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, even if there isn't anything that you think that you could help help with that one. Mm-hmm. I still want to know that it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Like for, for me, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess there could be other comedians out there that maybe don't. Like and that. I will nitpick. Uh, I mean, I will not. I I will not let it go once. I will say it again and again mm. in a in an un, in an in a sideways manner okay. that isn't like. There are some jokes that some of the open mic comedians tell that I don't like, and I have made it clear, I think at least once or twice that I haven't liked it. When I start saying it a third time, I I have to go to to my inside my head and say, "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You already said something. Just yeah. let them keep telling the joke. Yeah. It's there's no point in in beating that horse anymore. Yeah. And it doesn't make anybody feel good, and it doesn't make my relationship with those people any better. Yeah. Um, and I still love them, and that's and that's one thing I love about the comedians is that generally, um, nine out of ten don't take it personally and they still talk to me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so like, oh you still like me after i said that stupid disgusting thing to you okay thank you <laughs> this is this is uh this is better than any relationship i've ever had <laughs> are we dating now yes <laughs> that's funny yeah because i i really appreciate it like even like um, the the one that really sticks out to me is the one where I I was talking about um my friend that eats a lot of chips yeah and I I, I reused the yeah. I basically said the punch in the joke yeah. um and then you said oh just say Dorito like yeah. that made That's, it so much more funny yeah and that was constructive criticism and I could tell that I mean we've t- talked about it and you're open to that kind of thing and it's a common comedic tool yeah. is to not re- so I mean it's just. It's all right there and easy to digest. The harder part comes in when it's um I don't want to say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll learn <Bye>. my lesson. <laughs> Have you ever bombed? And if so, what did you learn oh, from the experience? Yeah. Uh I was um, I was at a casino in Immokalee, Florida, and there were about 400 people in the crowd, and uh, I it was my turn, and I was only going to do a three-minute set, and I walked up there, and um, the minute that they knew I was transgender, 
they wouldn't shut the fuck up and they just started yelling and mm. whistling and and um cat calling and and it was loud i couldn't even get a word out i was just standing there waiting for them to shut the fuck up i only had 3 minutes yeah they they were 30 20 to 30 seconds into it when another comedian in the crowd stood up and yelled shut the fuck up <laughs> and then they did yeah and then i went into my set and i and i won them over with my bruce jenner joke and um and then the rest of that set went well but that i i was so young at it and i just so it was a horrible experience and it didn't end there what did i learn from that is is that you need to go out and take control yeah and uh and speak loud and don't wait for somebody else to tell people to shut the fuck up you need to win that audience over right away yeah and so um so i always try to win the audience over right away and i've never had a problem like that ever since but then after that set the headliner gets up rich voss i've never told this story uh this is like five years ago six years ago now seven years ago 2015 that's seven okay, years yep, seven. 2016 maybe Rich Voss gets up, and he wouldn't let up about the trans comedian. And he's like, because he liked me. Okay. He he was attracted to me. And uh, he started making jokes on stage about, I'm sitting in the crowd. And he goes, hey, are you cut? I want to know, are you cut? And by cut, he meant had I had the surgery. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the reason I think he wanted to know, because it was kind of his thing. But he, he was making it into a joke so that he could learn it anyhow. So I was like, are you cut? I want to know if you're cut. And I said, you know what? I have a joke about that. If you let me up there, I'll tell you the joke and it'll give you the answer. And he said, no, I can't do that. Uh, um, that wouldn't be fair to the other comics. Then he comes down into the crowd and he's talking about, so if I just play with her boobs, does that make me gay? If I just play with her boobs and just stay at the top part, does that mean? And he wouldn't let that go. And he's asking people in the crowd, does that make me gay? And I'm sitting right there, right? Yeah. So if I if I go out and play with her boobs now, does that make me gay? And it was it weren't even funny. Yeah. And so then then it's all done. And then afterwards, we're going to eat, and um, he sits next to me at the restaurant, and he offers me five hundred dollars to go back to his hotel room and watch him. First, he wanted me to masturbate for him. And I said no. And then he wanted to masturbate for me. And I said no. And then I started to leave. And he followed me out to my car like a little puppy dog. And I said, you have a, a wife and a kid. What's going on here? And he says, they know. They know. Huh. We have a deal. I'm like, okay. That whole thing, that whole event at the Immokalee Casino in Florida. Wow. Uh, yeah. It affected me. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And now, whenever I hear him on the radio or on a sh or on a podcast, yeah, or, or on a um, uh, um, like Pandora of play, oh yeah, 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 you know, um, I, I'll thumbs down. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's like seriously, I can't yeah. believe you're still out there. Yeah, that's a crazy story. Like, especially like as a comedian that like, dude. well, yeah, like. You're a professional comedian. Like, yeah. you should be able to, like, control yourself on stage and be able to, like, do funny bits. Like, Well, he's very, um, he's very blue, right? Okay. Have you ever heard him? I, I don't yeah. think I have. 
Yeah. Maybe I have. I, he's I, very blue. He's very dirty. Okay. And so he couches that in that. Okay. So this that, isn't the first bad story I've heard about this guy. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. He once did a he did a podcast or a show with Bailey J, who's a famous transgender porn star. Be- she's beautiful, mm-hmm. and uh, I could say oh, I know why you're doing that podcast with her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's his thing. Mm-hmm. It's his thing. So I'm sure mm-hmm. that was brought up probably before or after, maybe even during the podcast. Like, I probably... don't know. But so. So first of all, it starts off with that, and then I get heckled while I'm in the crowd. So I'm getting heckled while I'm in the crowd. So you're not even on stage anymore. I'm not even on stage anymore. I'm I'm getting heckled by the crowd. I'm getting heckled by him. It was a nightmare. Wow. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been heckled off stage. Yeah. I mean, I come out to watch the show because it was a beautiful green room. It was a casino. Yeah. Beautiful green room. But I wanted to see the rest of the show, so I walk out of the green room to come sit in the crowd Every head turns, mm. and they start heckling me, just like that. And then he Fucking gets up horrible. on stage and starts heckling me. So I was heckled on stage, and I was heckled in the crowd, and I was heckled after the show. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was a learning experience. Yeah, I guess. I never felt that, in danger, that, that, though. That was beyond heckling. Yeah. yeah. At least you didn't feel in danger. That's, that's Yeah, a- there was too many other comedians there that – I don't think we're going to let that happen. Yeah, they were kind of watching. Yeah. Main and I'll tell you, though, too, I mean, I I was really a young comic. It was like my first or second year doing comedy, and I thought maybe this is just how it is. Oh. And I thought this guy this guy could make or break me. Mm. He could, I mean, he's done movies. He's, a, he's from New York. He's a headliner. I don't want to be mean to him. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes it really tough. So there, that's my best uh, bombing story. That was a bomb. That was that's that's a good story. That's, Thanks. Yeah, that's I've never a... told it before. Dang. I don't think any of the other comedians know that. So anyone who's listened, how, what, yeah. you, what hour are we into? Uh, we... Did you ever did you ever have a conversation with the comedian that stood up and said shut? The fuck no, up? I wish I'd have known who it was. I don't even know. I mean, I was so oblivious and panicked and freaked out when I when people are because I was I just didn't know what I was doing right, mm. and so. Right. Uh, I was not aware of anything else beyond that someone else yelled, shut the fuck up, and then they did. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be fun to know. Yeah. They were all Florida. Most of them were all, yeah, they were all Florida comics. And I ended up doing a lot of performances in Florida after that. So I'm sure I performed with that same person again at some point. Yeah. Well, if you are that person and you're listening, yeah, contact us. Who defended me? You know what? I have the whole thing recorded. Oh, there you go. I have it all on video. I have my performance. I have Rich Voss on stage making fun of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet that's one. It, that's I've good. thought about posting it to YouTube. Yeah. I haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would I'd, I'd probably get a hit or two. And people would watch it, I bet. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a rough one. I can't I, imagine. I think I'm just hanging on to it just so people know I'm not lying. Yeah. Well, it, Exactly. I would too. Um, This kind of leads into our next question. Um, So obviously, like you were heckled offstage. Do you consider yourself funny offstage? Uh, I like to listen and I like to ask questions. Uh, I think that when I let my guard down with people, I'm funnier. Okay. I mean, you know, when we get, when we sit at Pizza Luce with eight other comics, it's hard to be funny for the whole group. 
because the table is long. Yeah, yeah. And when I have people at my house and we're sitting on the deck, you know, if there's more than six to eight people, that's where it's come up with that six to eight people idea. Yeah. Then you get these side conversations. And yeah, I mean, I'll crack jokes all the time with my sister and occasionally here like we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes they're funny. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, everybody like in, in our scene in Duluth, yeah. I feel like is very funny. I think so too. Like, and I mean, all you have to do is read the Dublin's finest thread. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty funny sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You just, sometimes it's kind of stupid and disgusting and a waste of time, but you still read it because every once in a while. Yeah. There's some gold in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you'll, you'll, literally be gone for like 10 15 minutes yeah. and it's a hundred and some messages yeah. and you're like yeah hopefully this is good because i'm gonna be yeah. reading it and i mean in some of my comments people seem to laugh at every no, once yeah. in a while yep, yep. <laughs> and i'll do those uh, it, i'll sometimes do those video those images where i take people's faces and yeah think about things. <laughs> and my father is joe Mosier. that that went over pretty well yeah yeah <laughs> i was funny. working on one for bob where the, it was from the little engine that could book the little <laughs> The little engine that could go to Auschwitz. <laughs> but it's been harder to put together than I thought. And just yeah. to be clear, that's Bob's joke. Yeah, Bob yeah. tells the joke about how he has a little engine that goes to Auschwitz, but I wanted to make it into a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is your most memorable night of comedy? We might have already covered this. No, we haven't. Oh, well, that no, that that's not the most. Okay. I mean, that's memorable, but yeah. not, not in a good way. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, I've had so many good nights of comedy. The first really good one was coming in second at the Funniest Person Contest at Acme. Oh, that's really cool. That was cool. That was a good, good night. And... Um, a uh, lot of com- like Tommy Ryman and um, Phil Harmston and Mary Mack and lots of judges in the crowd that night. And some people came up to me afterwards and said, we really thought you should have won and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But, you know, but I didn't win. So not everybody thought I should have won. Obviously, nah. a lot of people thought I shouldn't have won. But um, it was the... M- but then, so here's... But, you know, so for me, that was a big moment. And I had gotten... So I... Because of that, I'd gotten up on stage on Acme like four times, and I got to go in. When you when you're in the finals, you get to go in the green room, and then you see the where like Mitch Hedberg had been, and and I mean all the great comedians, and a lot of them had signed the walls, and they put these things on the walls, and so I took pictures of that, and that was cool. And so then after that's over, I'm thinking, you know, I might be pretty good at this comedy thing, right? Your your head starts to get big, and so then I went back to Acme like. Mm, two or three months later and I signed up for the open mic and they wouldn't even let me on stage. Oh. Like, seriously? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. And then That's... I went back again and again I didn't get on stage. Yeah. I'm like, what? I Don't you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, then I... Um... Then I that was the reality of yeah. it, right? Well, that's a tough stage to get on though yeah. for open mic. I've I've done the open mic there twice. Yeah. And I well, I've been there multiple times. I've been there way more than mm-hmm. twice, but I only got on stage twice. Um because you get on stage the first time yes. if you put a little check yes. by your name. Yes. And then the second time I just happened to get up that night. Um and then I did like I did the funniest contest too. Mm-hmm. Um I don't even remember 2017 or 18. Mm-hmm. I got to the semifinals, but mm-hmm. then I lost. Mm-hmm. So and then I got to perform in Brooklyn at a record store with Janine Garofalo. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. And that set went really well. Uh, was, and it's the only time I've ever had a show where there's been balconies and the balconies were full. Oh. And I wish I um, had commented on that. But again, I was kind of nervous because it was a big show. 
And then the trip with Mary Mack, that was just wonderful. And then going out to um, then North Carolina, those two, those yeah four shows. So, so when I went to my first festival, the Hilarious Comedy Festival in Seattle, that was pretty cool to get selected to be able to go to that. But when I went there, I had like five minutes, and mm. that's it. And so every night I did the same five minutes, and I would see other comedians, and they were doing different material every night. And I'm like, how do they do that? How do mm. they do different material every night? And then when I went to North Carolina, I was able to do different material every night, and it was fun. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a cool like mm-hmm. revelation where you're, you're like you were looking and you're like, oh, I, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be yeah. able to do that. And then all of a sudden you do it, and you're like, oh, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. Those are good moments. Yeah. But sitting in the car with Mary Mack for 25 hours yeah. and not wanting that to end, that's that was fun. Sweet. Yeah, that's actually... I don't know what it was like for her, but for me, it was great. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think she had a bad time, but yeah. for me, I'm like, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you remember who beat you out? Yeah, Alex Avery. Oh. Yeah. Dang. So people said it was the closest they, of one they've ever had to judge. And uh, but I have to say he was hilarious. He uh, Alex Avery when he is on is a genius. Yeah, literally. Sorry, I actually have to look up a new question because you actually already answered this one. So I'm gonna see if I can find a different question. What was the question you were gonna ask? Uh, it's actually uh, where's the coolest place you've ever performed? Yeah. So uh, you already answered that. So I'm gonna see if I can find something. Uh, real quick. Um, yeah, the back of that record store, the Rough Trade record store with Janine Garofalo. I mean, because you go into this, all this vinyl. You ever heard of Rough Trade record store in Brooklyn? It's, I guess it's not. kind of famous for Brooklyn. Yeah. And so it's this huge vinyl record store. And then they open up these doors and there's a huge auditorium with balconies in the back. That is pretty <laughs> cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I guess, so my next question is, how has comedy impacted your life, positively or negatively? Uh Positively, it helps me work through feelings uh, that, I mean, like things I get angry about or I think are unfair help me. I write jokes about that. Um, Negatively, it's probably cost me friends. Okay. Which is sad. Friends who don't want to hear my jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Friends that, uh, well, and because I do put comedy first. Yeah. And so if. well, so, when it's your priority, you need mm-hmm. to. It, it's you're gonna have some sort of. So I don't. I don't uh, have the same interests as a lot of friends that I've had mm. historically. Yeah. And so I've lost touch with some of them, because if they can't talk about comedy, I don't like to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to have like that. Uh, yeah, as a yeah. comedian, it's tough to not talk about I mean, comedy. if I go to a dinner party now and people are like, "So what's going on?" It, they better be ready to hear about comedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's I mean, I could talk about politics for a while. I can but yeah. really mm, Well, I'm I'm the same way like weather. I can talk about the weather, yeah. but I get tired of that. Yeah, I'm the same way. I need to talk about comedy. So, like, mm-hmm. if people can't talk about that, uh, it's either that, disc golf, or that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you're not in those, do you two, have a disc golf in this property? We have a disc golf course on that the property. you made. How many yep. acres is here? Uh, twenty acres. Wow. Yep. Wow. Did you buy the little stands and everything? Oh yeah, we have. Really? Yep. We have how about, many holes? We have like twelve baskets, twelve hmm. to thirteen baskets, but hmm. we have. 18 holes that we use regularly, hmm. and we're going to switch it up. Um, we're trying to make a 
like right now our course is good enough for like we've had our league because um, mm-hmm. I play league on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. We've had them over um, mm-hmm. to play it a couple times, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make it good enough so we want to do a tournament. So we want to have a tournament at our house, mm-hmm. and that is our goal for next year. So, that sounds awesome. Yeah, and that's I'll, really impressive. Yeah, and I'll show you. Um, I don't even have all my discs downstairs, but I'll show you all the discs that we have downstairs. Mm-hmm. I have more up in my room, but I'll show you after we're done with this how many discs we actually have. Hmm. It's, it's a, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, I didn't say Gavin's name. I want to say Gavin. Yep, Gavin Gavin's is a yep. great part of the community. Very yes. Who else am I forgetting? Hmm. I'm forgetting. I. It's <laughs> tough when you're on the spot like yeah. that. It's so tough. If there is anybody we're missing, we love you. Oh, all. Dustin. 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 Is, yep. Yeah. Man. Yeah. If there's anybody else we're missing, Michael Collins. Michael Collins. Emily Rock. Emily Rock. She's yeah. you know she is really sharp. Yep. She knows how to craft a joke. Uh, and I, I noticed that I added that after her name, but not after Michael Collins' name. But he knows how to craft a joke and does Dustin as well. And yep. I, 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 Dustin is one of those people who I gave a caddy comment to once about how his face and his gestures make his joke funny because his material doesn't. <laughs> that's not exactly what I said, but that's how he heard it. Yeah. And it kind of was like that. But his material has gotten so much better. Yeah. Uh, and that's how he was. He was just starting. Yep. Um, yeah. And I like uh, Emily Spinach too. I yep, know she, Emily Sp- uh, yep. Yeah, um, she doesn't tell the same joke twice. Kind of like, kind of like yeah. Uh, Vandy. Yeah. When she tells a story, it's always different. Yeah. But she knows how to cut to the bone with the insults. Yeah, yeah. That's I I I haven't had a chance to actually like do a lot of comedy with her because mm-hmm. I I'm only available on Thursdays for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Now I'll be able to come uh-huh. on Tuesday, so I'm gonna actually be able to hang uh-huh. out with her more and, uh-huh. and get to know her. Yeah, I hope I haven't forgotten anybody. I'm trying it's to not think on too. Purpose. It's late. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, it's mm-hmm. getting it's getting pretty late right now. Um, oh, yep. Where, where would you do a special if you were given the opportunity? It would be hard. I mean, the the first instinct is to say Dublin's because it's kind of like the home venue, but everybody there has heard my jokes most of my jokes and so i don't know if i would get the level of authentic laughter Mm. that i would like to get for a special i mean you know acme would be great too but i guess if you're picking anywhere i mean um there's a lot of good theaters there's a lot of good theaters (laughs) when i was in seattle there was some i mean just good theaters in seattle that i never heard of and they were beautiful restored theaters uh san francisco uh the, the idiot box in North Carolina, the lighting in there was spectacular. The mm. acoustics were spectacular. It was small, but it was intimate. Yeah. And and it was set up by somebody who you knew was a performer. Mm. Uh, Jenny Stencil runs that club, and you can she's a comedian. And she set that the lighting and the sound and the cameras and the, the decor of the stage uh she you could tell that she was on stage and knows how to set up a club that's good mm-hmm. making the best of a situation in a weird shaped facility 
that's really cool because I mean like that's huge like, especially yeah. any performance like whether it be musical or comedic yeah. or any my my criticism of the Dublin which I've been not secret about is that the lighting is not optimal um, there's no place to put cameras uh, it those the two there's no green yeah. room there's no green room yeah. there's not good lighting and there's no place to put cameras if those things were taken care of the place would be uh, as good as any club in the country yeah. Yeah, maybe we'd have to make that like closet a green. <laughs> well, right, and yeah. I've thought that, yeah. and I've casually mentioned it, but they're not. That's not going to happen. No. Dang. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, and I would love to hang some lights a little bit lower. Yep. And then I'd like to have a place for three cameras. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh well. Maybe we'll have to eventually find a new place and. Well, not not. We'll still go to Dublin. Yeah, but we'll have to. Yeah, you know, find a place to record like actual like. Caddyshack has pretty good lighting, and that's a nice stage. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it is. Dublin's. Is it the shape of the room? Is it the flags from the ceiling? I try mm. to figure out what it is that makes. It's got a level of authenticity and uh, history yeah. feel to it. Mm -hmm. That's hard to replicate. Yeah, it is a good feeling just being in that room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Anyhow. Yep. All right. What do you normally wear on stage? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I feel a certain amount of pressure to dress up but not quite overdress, although a lot of people think I do overdress. <laughs> I, I try to just have a good dressy image. Uh, I find that I, I think my jokes are better when I'm wearing flats, but I prefer to wear heels on stage. Okay. I really like wearing shorts on stage, but my mom said she hates when I wear shorts on stage. You should wear mm. a nice dress. So then I've stopped wearing shorts on stage. Um, so uh, I think clothing is important for setting, for being comfortable. I think you should yeah. be comfortable. I don't think that having shirts with writing on it is optimal but i know a lot of people do it yeah i know like ira ford usually brings out a shirt when he's on stage that actually gets laughs oh. and that's so that's an exception to that rule so he'll he'll walk up there on stage with something that's got a really funny saying on it and that i hadn't seen on the t-shirt before he's done this two or three times and so i think it's part of his set yeah and he'll just stand there before he even says a word people will start laughing that I give that to you. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's good when you can get a laugh without saying a single word. And Bob always wears these cartoon shirts, <laughs> and <laughs> and I don't think people get it or laugh at it, but he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I love that attitude <laughs> yeah. when like yeah, I, I love that he wears like I love that uh, really cool twins shirt that he mm -hmm. wears. Yeah, I love that because yeah. like, I know he's a, a so big twins fan. That it's just really I know he, we talk twins. He and I talk. I've I've been a twins fan since 1968. I used to read the newspaper in 1968 and watch the twins, and that was the year they had a decent year. 67, they battled the Red Sox. Yeah, for Jim first, Cat. yeah, uh, and then in 1970 it was you know the Orioles and and uh, 1969 Harmon Killebrew. I mean those were really good years, and then the drought. Yeah. So yeah, I've been a huge Twins fan. So Bob and I talk Twins quite a bit. So I guess we'll have to include you in that. Yeah, I I would mm -hmm. love to be included in that. We should yeah. maybe like go to a game next year. You know That'd what? I would so do that. Fun. Yeah, I would do that. That'd be so fun. Yeah. 
So, so when I see those types of shirts and clothing on stage, I'm not appreciating that there are other people in the crowd who appreciate those shirts. Mm, yep. I really like seeing people in suits. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld types. When you wore that suit that night, yeah. I thought that, that that dichotomy between your beard and the suit, I think that that gives you an image that makes your jokes hit better okay but i could as whereas when you wear like karate yeah i might have to do that i've been saying that for a while the dichotomy between the beard and the suit it's just it provides a really unique nice energy okay but the dichotomy between the beard and a twins jersey not the same yeah in my opinion yeah yeah because i mean like the twins jersey like Mm -hmm. you would maybe expect somebody to to have the beard Mm -hmm. but like you don't always see the the suit and the beard Correct. A lot. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's different and it's more extreme. Yeah. What yeah. if I what if I did that? Because I also have blazers. Do you think a blazer would be too? much? I have to see it. Okay. Uh, I don't think you can do too much. Okay. I think I don't think you could be too dressy. Okay. I think it would be just about. You could wear a tuxedo. Okay. And you know. I'm I'm gonna I'll dress up this Thursday. Okay. And then, uh, you could even go the other direction and wear kind of like a 50s or 60s cardigan with okay. maybe a thin tie or something yeah. that look kind of 60-ish. Yeah. That would be an interesting stretch. Anything that's crisp and clean because yeah. that is a counterpoint to the beard. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna. I'll dress up this mm-hmm. Thursday. I'll, actually, I'll wear a blazer. I'll mm-hmm. wear one of my nice fancy ones, whether it be like I have a red like – Almost like. Well, can I see your hair? Yeah, your yeah. I need that. Whoop. I I would consider even wearing like a fedora, or something like that. Okay. I don't have something or yeah, some I'd... sort of spiffy hat that you could tip back, or no hat. I was gonna say I don't have one right now, yeah. but I could look for one. Or no hat. I know. Ha- I'm generally against hats on stage. Yeah. Generally, especially if they shade the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, or, like, if I, I wear, wear a hat, hat a lot. Yeah, I well, I would backwards. spin it around backwards so that yeah. we can see your eyes. Because the problem with and or maybe the lighting at the venue you perform at, if the lighting that the venue you perform at allows us to see your eyes and eyebrows, then that's fine. The problem with Dublin's is is the lighting comes down from on top mm-hmm. and it shades people's eyes, and so all you see is the nose and the mouth, and that's no fun. Yeah, and it doesn't help the jokes mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, because then there's no eye contact. Ryan, or... Ryan, that new guy who wears the tracksuit, he wears a hat and he wears it low, yeah. and you cannot see his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I, that was one of the first things mm-hmm. um, I performed with uh, Wendy Mayberry, mm-hmm. and she told me that. That I, too. Well, yeah. we agree. Yep. Yeah. She told me the hat. She said the the writing on the shirt because uh-huh. I had a Rams shirt, uh-huh. and she's like, "People aren't Rams fans. They're not going to like you." Ah. I love it. Yep. I love being affirmed. <laughs> yep, yep. And so I I've heard that. Uh-huh. Um I didn't have any gum or anything, but she's like no gum. And uh-huh. she like told me that kind of the the what not to do uh-huh. like after the fact. She's pretty sharp. She's very sharp. Mm-hmm. She's very good. I would listen to her. Yep. She's pretty sharp. Although she did tell me my uh, my cat call joke and she apologized uh, cuz I bounced my cat call joke off of her like 3 years ago. Okay. And she told me that one part of it wasn't going to hit and then she heard it again another time and it hit really well. And so she was, 
She's like, oh, I'm sorry I, I told you about that. Yeah. That joke's actually pretty good, she said. So yeah. th- that made me feel good. Yeah. And I, so, yeah. yeah. So for my personal look, I'm still struggling with it. One of the things I, because I'm trans, uh, I feel a need to look more feminine. Um, and, but not too feminine, not like a drag queen, because some people associate those two things, even though they're completely different. Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of just, I dress up just a little better than, uh, most women would dress, and but I try to back it off just a notch. Okay. And so the goal there is that the fact that I'm trans is not distracting to people. Okay, yeah. That's kind of so, my goal. So so what would you like to, if you could wear anything and nobody would judge you or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, I probably would be more revealing with flesh. Okay. A little more. I'd be more, um, I'd wear less clothes. Yeah. So like you, like you were and, saying like the shorts and a lot and... more comfortable clothes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you mean? Like when you say uh, comfortable clothes, do you mean like, um, like uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm having a ideally, tough time yeah, ideally would be like um, some sort of bra top and shorts. Oh, okay, and yeah. Shoes. Yep. I don't know. I mean, that'd be. I see. You know, when I come out of Dublin, sometimes on a Saturday night, and the place is packed with college kids. And you see some of the kids yeah. aren't wearing much. Yeah. And like, so you know that, what? That actually looks kind of comfortable. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Unless it's January. <laughs> I was going to say, you should maybe try that out maybe yeah. come spring, summer. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't feel like I have the same leeway with clothing that all women have. And so I do feel a pressure to conform to a, a narrower band of traditional femininity. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem too. And I, it's something I need to work through. Mm. Roddy would perform in pajamas if we let him. Oh yeah. I, I When I wear comfy clothes, like this is kind of comfy. I'm just wearing like stuff that I wore disc golfing. Josh and mm-hmm. I tried to get, we got nine holes in today. And so I, I'll wear this like disc golfing, but like my comfortable is like um, sweatpants and a, a hoodie. I like sweatpants and a hoodie. It doesn't look good, but I'm really comfortable in it. Like it wouldn't be a good look on stage, I don't think. It, it, and yeah, I'm trying to think of how you could do that. I mean, I don't have an answer. Yeah, I know. Like, cause I, but I also do. <laughs> en- <laughs> yeah, but I also it shouldn't be one. <laughs> yeah, but I also do enjoy dressing up. Uh-huh. So like that, I am kind of excited now. I wanna, uh-huh. I wanna dress up on Thursday, and uh-huh. I'm just gonna tell jokes I've told before. Uh-huh. But maybe they're gonna hit differently because of what I'm wearing, uh-huh. rather than I don't know for sure. But I think people respond better to your jokes when you're wearing a suit. Okay, that's been what I've seen, but maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the one who responds to your jokes better. Well, maybe I'll I'll, I'll hear your laughter higher yeah. than everybody else's yeah. on Thursday. What does Vandy wear on stage besides the hat? Um, nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? I dress I, I, jeans and a nice dress shirt. I yeah. always kind of nice. Have you tried I, a I suit? I dress nicer. Yeah. And? Yeah, I like suits. I'd yeah. rock a suit every time if yeah. I could. But you can't. Open mics, I'm not going to dress yeah. up. Yeah. Every time to mm-hmm. an open yeah. mic. Yeah, that's my problem too. I mean, I dress up almost every time. I have some summers at Caddyshack. I have just let it go, mm. but uh, not very often. Okay. Yeah. I'll 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 dress up on mm-hmm. Thursday though. I'm excited for that. And then hopefully maybe I'll be able to come next Tuesday. I don't know if I'll dress up on Tuesday or not, but and should then, be able to come. And then the the heels. And I watch, you know, I watch um, Eliza. Sh- 
Herzinger. And I mean, I look at how some of the um, other female comedians dress. It's all over the place. But you, but you can tell they put thought into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot. I feel like a lot of comedians put a lot of thought. Yeah, into you know it. what? Uh, it's not just the women. The yeah. men put the men put it in too, and mm-hmm. the non-binary. Men put a lot of thought. Yeah, yeah. It's, shoes, the everything. You're up there. You know, if you're up there for thirty minutes or forty-five or an hour, that's what people are looking at. Yeah. And and you have to think about what's the message you want to send with that. Sometimes it's you just don't want to be distracting. But I do think that you want to give yourself a, a, an authenticity and a sense of respect that that people know you've tried. Yeah. Yeah. Instead it, of just it's weird like, that clothing makes that big of a difference and audiences notice yeah even even subconsciously i think they do yeah mm-hmm. like i remember tom segura was telling t- talking one time he goes i wore adidas's for like three years straight and all of a sudden he goes i never even noticed it that i did he goes i, I wasn't an adidas guy i'm not an adidas guy but i just wore them for like three years straight and then all of a sudden he goes i wore nikes out one time and everybody in the front row was just like what <laughs> you're an adidas guy like that's that's why i like you you're an adidas guy like, yeah what? what's up with it yeah. that's I like, why i like I didn't you know. you're an adidas yeah. guy oh, now you lost your whole adidas crowd <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you actually have a crowd because of what you were wearing yeah. he, he needs to reach yeah. out to that he needs to get some money or free shoes yeah you never know <laughs> you never know what's gonna tr- trigger with some people yeah. And that's the yeah. other thing that Mary Mack told me is write write for the crowd you want, and that rings in my head constantly. Yeah, yeah, I I really mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. when I'm writing, I don't really think of a crowd, mm-hmm. so that that's tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually heard from Brian Regan in an mm-hmm. interview one time. He says, um, he he doesn't really write for an audience. He just happens to have his audience. And mm-hmm. now he kind of writes for his audience because mm-hmm. he almost has to at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, but he thinks that um, he just wrote what he thought was funny mm-hmm. and people just started liking him. Mm-hmm. And that's how he ended up where he's at. But obviously now I feel like he's got to write. Mm-hmm. He's got to write in his voice now, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I know Gaffigan's changed quite a bit. Yes. In the he, last few years. Yeah. Even, yeah, even in the last mm-hmm. few years, I know he, before, um, he got big. He was like he did dirty stuff. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of Well, he was dirty and then he got super clean and now he's gotten a little political. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I like, but I know not everybody does. Yeah. But he's got enough money now that he doesn't care. Yeah. I mean And so now he is writing for the crowd he wants. Yeah. And he's sending the message that he wants to send, which is a nice position to be in. Yeah. I mean if he's got the mm-hmm. platform, mm-hmm. he might as well. And I don't think he's losing money because of no. it. No. I mean, I, I think he's. I think he's probably got enough. I was gonna say, even if he is like quote unquote losing money because mm-hmm. of it, like I'm sure he's got enough that he's mm-hmm. gonna be comfortable for a mm-hmm. while. And his wife, his wife had brain cancer, and so yeah. that kind of changes your priorities too. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's hard to take. <laughs> no matter what position you're in. And then all the kids that they have. Yeah. Five kids. Five kids, which seem like good kids. Yeah. My kids are good kids. Are your kids good kids? You have a kid, Vandy. I have a kid, yeah. You have a great. kid. She's a good kid. She sounds like a good kid. <laughs> All right, if you could open for any comedian, uh, who would you want to open for? I think I'd probably be Tig Notaro. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. That would be that would be nice. Paula Poundstone would be good too. But I try to think, who would I learn from? That's actually a, a very good point. I wasn't mm-hmm. even thinking about that when Who would be willing this? to coach me? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, I mean... Um, I love Nate Bargetsy. 
He's a really good I don't know if he would be willing to coach me because I love his style. Uh, Gary Goldman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those people I said before. Yeah, they're still alive. All of the people yep. living would be good. But I guess, yeah. Uh, even, you know, like Kathleen Madigan. Have you listened to Kathleen Madigan? She is good. I need to listen to her. Yeah. She's older. My age. I used to love her. Yeah. She is sharp. She's a good writer, and she performs well. Yeah. What if I add a twist to this question? What mm-hmm. if I say, if you could perform with anybody, dead or alive? Oh. Well, what I've heard is is that Carlin was very patient with young comedians. Oh, okay. And would coach them and take the time to mentor them. So that would be, that's what I'd be looking for. I wouldn't be looking for the launch pad and the um, the byline. I wouldn't be looking for the credit as much as I'd be looking for who's going to be willing to continue to talk to me after the show. Mm-hmm. That's huge because, I mean, you're not going to learn mm-hmm. otherwise. Like, you'll like, learn, but. I like Steve Martin. I like how he's thoughtful, and he clearly understands the concept of comedy. Um, you know, some of the Tina Fey and uh, oh, who's her sidekick that with uh, at Parks and Recreation? Oh, um, T- uh, wow. Um, yeah, right. Talk about late night. Yeah, fart. I know exactly who it is. I picture her. Um, Leslie, Any- Leslie Nope. Uh, yeah. I just can't yeah. think of her name. Well, anyhow, right that's who. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like she'd be a good coach. Yep. Yeah. She understands. I mean, they just they just are so sharp comedically, and they would hopefully. Did you hear why Steve Martin quit comedy for a, that, that stretch? No, why? I mean, I did hear it, but I don't remember it. He uh, he went out one night and did a did a set. And people were laughing before he even yeah yeah that he just and then yeah yeah and then he he did his whole set and he got back to the back behind stage and he went to one of the comedians he goes was any of that funny be honest and the and the comedian goes not really Steve mm-hmm. and he goes that's when I goes I needed to step back away from comedy for mm-hmm, a while because people mm-hmm. were just laughing because of who I was. Yeah, and that's why Chappelle quit delivering. for a while too. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. they he didn't like the way they were laughing at some of his jokes, so that's what he says anyhow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I could but, see that, and I have that. I mean, not comparing myself to Steve Martin or Chappelle, but uh, that sometimes people will laugh at jokes and come up and talk to me about them afterwards, and I'm like, you didn't get it. You didn't get what that joke meant. And yeah. I'm glad you liked it, but Yeah, you did And now by me explaining it to you at this point, it's just gonna insult you and that's not gonna go well, so I'll just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. That's that's why I said on here a few times, I'd rather talk to the guy that bombed <laughs> yeah. than the person that did really well. Because I told Roddy that I go, That guy that bombed, at one point that joke was funny in his head. Yes. Yep. I want to know where that where you were going with it. Like I want, let's talk this out. Maybe we can get back to that uh-huh. <laughs> or not. Maybe we can talk you through it and get you back to making this a funny joke. Or what was your concept? What was your thought? I want to I want to know that. I have jokes like that that I love that don't do well. I I have some of those. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, I whip one out and it still doesn't do well. <laughs> but but I keep like, thinking, I still love you know, it. maybe it's gonna come back. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I've had I've had a couple of those where I'm like, this didn't go well. 
I'm oh. going to try it again. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I get really nervous on airplanes. So what I like to do when I get on a plane is I look around the cabin and try to find the prettiest girl. Because then I know that if the plane is going down, she's going to die. <laughs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> that makes me feel better. I'm glad you guys Whoa. laughed. But nobody else yeah. does. That's funny you're just like, well, I mean, at least... At least she's also going to be, she's going with me. It's it's my favorite bite your nose off to spite your face joke. Yeah. And then, um, uh, you know, you go into those seafood restaurants. Whenever I go to the seafood restaurants, I like to point where you can get your food out of the aquarium. I like, which one's your main lobster? (laughs) 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 They're like, they're all main lobsters. I know, I know. I love all my children equally, but really, which one's the main one? Because... Maine lobsters, they taste so much better than backup lobsters. <laughs> you guys, you should just be my crowd. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I love those kind of jokes. Yeah. Like, you've heard my some yeah. of my jokes. I, 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 that's how I do a lot of my one-liners. And then yours is like that, but it's like multiple. Like, you, you built the story along that. So, yeah, so if the, any of the Dublin's crew is listening, that's why I haven't been telling those jokes on stage anymore. They just, they just don't. Maybe this Thursday. <laughs> you can try it. Yeah. Oh, they just don't. They don't. So we'll see. But yeah. yeah. You'll I'd... probably still hear hear me snickering in the back. Because <laughs> okay. well, I mean, I'll, I'll probably already see it coming. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll just I laugh because I. Yeah. Well, yeah. Those are a couple of my favorites that just don't do well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to kill your baby. Yeah, that's just that's the tough can't, part. Can't fall in love with it. Yeah. Just yeah, you can't fall. It... Put it in a box and put it in the basement. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they say not to get married with jokes because then oh. once you get a, a special or something, and once yeah. you say it, well, mm-hmm. you can't say that one for a while. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, but not like, mm-hmm. you can't use it in another special. Yeah, you know, I'll worry about that when that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm going to worry about getting that first yeah, one. Yeah, once I'm on Netflix and those jokes, I can't use them anymore. All right, I'll deal with that yeah. right at that time. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't want to be on Netflix. I want to be on HBO. I haven't, I don't know where I would want. I We've talked that. about I'll this take a little anything. bit. I'll take I, anything. I, I, same. Whoever's listening. Yep. Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're to that time of the night, Roddy. Yeah, we. Uh, that was our last question Thanks. for you. All right. But uh, yeah, we're we're at that time of the night. This is the what time of the night are you talking about? I can't remember. Dedication time. Dedication. So we dedicate each of our episodes to a, a comedian. And when we have guests, we like to have our guests dedicate to a comedian. Is there a comedian you'd like to dedicate your episode to? Uh, I hope that this qualifies, but I really would like to dedicate it to my sisters who put up with listening to my jokes. That that works for Does me. Does it? Okay. That works for me. Yeah. yeah. Rachel and Elizabeth, of all the people who I have tried the patience of by making them listen to my jokes they have been the most tolerant and helpful that way that's awesome yeah <laughs> that's really cool i like that dedication okay good it's, good. it's gonna be tough for the deep dive because we usually yeah. do a deep dive <laughs> so he, he's not gonna know much about your sisters but. <laughs> uh they're funny they're yeah. funny i mean they they're not get on stage funny because but they're funny yeah they've got they're clever and they are and they they give me authentic feedback, and they just help me work through jokes. And they don't 
hang up on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't they don't avoid my calls and uh, let them go to voicemail. Oh, it's Danielle again trying to tell us jokes. Uh, they give you the time of day <laughs> yeah. at least, yeah. To tell her I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. That's a, a really cool dedication because, like... Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean... It's not anything we've had, but I, I really enjoy so it. So what is this deep dive? Tell me about that. So the deep dive, um, Vandy actually started this. He's He's been doing all the deep dives. And mm-hmm. so when we dedicate the episode. for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get back into it. But um, when we dedicate the episode to a, a comedian, we talk a little bit about the comedian, but we mm-hmm. don't really go in depth. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the deep dive is for. Mm-hmm. So we have a, sep- a separate episode hmm. for the deep dive. Wow. Yeah. So we've. I am making it tough for you. I mean, would you have the comedian on if they want? Wanted to be during that deep dive? Would you yeah. have my sister come on during the deep dive? Would that make it easier? Because that is tough. I mean, if yeah. you wanted me to name somebody, I probably would name Mary Mac then. Okay. I mean, if you wanted a comedian. Okay. Well, we, she's we, been extremely helpful to me. We can have her mm-hmm. as like um, a sec, a, like as a sep, like if also you, a dedication. Yeah. But like we can do the deep dive on her uh-huh. and her her comedy career. I don't want to put you in a in a bind. Although it would be interesting to talk to my sisters. Yeah, I mean, we could mm-hmm. maybe do both because it's both, up to you. Yeah, it's your show. We're both show. we're both doing dedication. I, wanna, I just want to help. <laughs> That'd be cool to have your sisters and Mary Mac all in one. Oh, you know what? She might do it. I don't know. That'd be sweet. Yeah, I'd have to ask her. Not four yeah. hours, yeah. but <laughs> well, hopefully, maybe if she Either way, I'd like if to she dive listens. into Mary Mac just yeah. to see her career. Yeah, if she's listening and she wants to be on the show, we would love to have you on. Love to have her. Well, anyhow, so yeah, my sisters. Cool. That, that they've I been like very that. patient with me. Well, especially because, like, not only – I'm sure they help with, like, tags and, like, helping you, like, mm-hmm. doing all that stuff, too. And then just having somebody listen. Like, like yeah. what you were saying, it's yeah. so important to have that person listen and give you actual, like, feedback, whether it be positive or negative. Yeah, I mean, when I'm at home practicing for something – that's going to be very important. I mean, I'll grab a flashlight or if I have an, a, a microphone and I will just stand in the living room and just say my set. But it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same as saying it to another human being. It's yep. weird. No. Yeah. I've I've definitely practiced because mm-hmm. I used to I, I used to have a setup um, when I lived in the cities in Plymouth. I would have a, a stand-up stage, and I would mm-hmm. practice on that stage. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. the lights weren't the same, so it's not the mm-hmm. same. You don't have the audience. Mm-hmm. Um. And I still do that. I still do it at work. I'll hold a pen and mm-hmm. I'll just sit in my office and I'm sure mm-hmm. the people on the cameras are thinking I, I'm a crazy person. I try to find something that has a little more heft to it than a pen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I yeah. I usually just do a pen because that way if, uh-huh. if one of our sapphires come in, I can just toss the pen real quick. I, I don't want to like toss you a mic. You want to be standing with a hairbrush? Yeah. Yep. So what what do you uh you could go you'd be standing next to the uh, slot machine holding the <laughs> slot talking to the slot machine yeah <laughs> I'm sorry this is this the best uh best microphone I could eat so <laughs> uh I I love the taste of big dicks <laughs> <laughs> I like that I'd call like back. to see your manager yeah that's awesome <laughs> just don't pull the slot because it'll yeah. get you. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Danny, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, do you have any shows coming up? Or yeah, anything we're at the Sawmill in Virginia this weekend and then International Falls. So Sawmill on Friday, International Falls on Saturday. Okay, Um. so um, this episode is actually... Episode. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, sorry. Oh. We're going to be airing um on the, 24th. on the 24th. Well, I would say, and I think you've plugged this before, that there's really... I mean, there's no better free show in Duluth than the Dublin's Open Mic on Thursday nights. It's a spectacular show. I mean, we'll get, you know, 18 to 
22 comics, each doing three to five minutes, and the place will be packed, and the, most of the sets will be honed. I mean, you'll get a few bombs, but that makes it authentic. Yep. Uh, in February, I might be up in Roseau, and in March, I might be in Michigan, but those are so far off. Yeah. I believe them when I see them. I might be in Madison. I don't know. I mean, you know, people. what people tell you will happen and what will happen, I don't believe until they say, yes, it's a done deal. Yeah, until, like, there's a date. Mm-hmm. Yep, this yeah. is the date, and we expect you there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, sweet. And if you ever have shows that you want us to plug, we'll plug oh. them for you, too, in the future. Okay, thank so, you. So, yeah, yeah, come come February, March, if you just want to send a, a message to me, we'll throw it up on our, our facial facial. <laughs> Facebook and social media is what I was trying to say. You'd be better off sending it to me. Yeah, if you send it to him. I thought you were the detail person. I'm the detail person, but I'm I'm not on social media very much. Well, I can send you. I can send you. I'll send it to both of you. Yeah, there you go. He doesn't post anything. And I look forward to seeing you, Vandy, at Dubs as soon as possible. I'll be there. Once I get some things taken care of down here, I'll be up there. You got uh, two days till this Thursday, so you can figure yeah. it out. <laughs> I was hoping to get there. I was really hoping to get there this Thursday. Oh, that would have been, been fun. Yeah, it was a great show. Then you can see me. Uh... It was packed. The place was Oh, packed. yeah. This last Thursday mm-hmm. was amazing. Dude. Standing room only. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it was such a good show. Everybody did well. And the crowd said they loved it. Yeah. That's the best part. It's always mm-hmm. good. Because that adds to repeat. People yep. coming back, I guess. Is... Thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. This, this was so this fun. Was great. This is a great episode. Oh, good. I'm excited. Yeah, it's... Um, we went three hours and thirty-seven minutes. So yeah, we didn't break Sydney's record, record yeah. or Frankie. No, not we didn't break the record. Oh, here I was gonna check to see what the record is. Let's let's get that real quick. I'm gonna make sure I get that on note, and then we'll plug our stuff. And then, uh... but yeah, thank you again, Danny, for mm-hmm. for coming on. This was so fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, th- this is an episode of the deep dive like we did Norm MacDonald was our first oh, deep dive. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of an example of that. Um, that's a great one. I love that one. Yeah, that was a very good one. Um, oh, that's the girls. One thing that it, you it's didn't. It's either Frankie or Sid. Sydney's was, whoops. It says I have time left here. I'm going to play it and then go back. Okay, so it is four hours and two minutes. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It was Sydney's then. Yep, I think it was hers. Frankie's I... was less than four hours. Yeah, Frankie's yeah. was a little yeah. less. Well, you guys had good stamina tonight. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is... <laughs> uh, it, it's nice uh, getting these long episodes in. I, I, It's so fun oh. talking about comedy. Like you said, mm-hmm. like it's tough to find people that like actually want to sit down and talk mm-hmm. about it and... Mm-hmm. and that's why we love doing these episodes. I don't get tired of talking about comedy. Me either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah either. So, like I said, if you ever want to talk jokes, okay. basically Thanks. anytime. Yeah. Even, if I'm not working, obviously I yeah. have time. If I am working, I usually have time. So <laughs> If I can add another tag to that Ukraine joke, I yeah. will call you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll definitely. <laughs> I have I to like think of joke. more pronouns. <laughs> so. All right, everybody that's listening, thanks for listening. Um this was a lot of fun again, Danny. Thank you for doing this. Thank um, you. You guys can check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We're on Snapchat now at the stupidest pod. Um, we're on YouTube. Obviously, wherever you're listening to this, you, you can get it there. 
but they can always check us out at www.thestupidestpodcast.com. Nice. I think that's about it. Did I cover everything? I yeah. Did everything? I think that was everything. Twitter. Oh, we do have Twitter, yep. Holy cow. Yeah, we got a little bit of everything. For someone who doesn't like social media. I know. I don't I don't do a lot of social media. He does all the He doesn't do that. I I run a lot of that. Yeah. Now I know now I know what you're contributing, yep. each of you. Yep. Yeah. But all right. Well thanks for listening, Thank guys. Great, and, episode. Uh, great episode. Good night. Yeah. Have a good one. Have a pleasant tomorrow. Have a good if one. If I don't see you in the future, I'll see you in the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my dad used to say. I like that ending. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Have a good one. Thank you.